No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Thank you for joining us, the Friday night edition of the once a week edition of the Daily Boogie Program. You're doing well. Hope you had a good week, because I certainly did. As always, so much to get through, so little time. We don't even have time for catch-ups these days, do we? I mean, you hardly ever call anymore. I hardly ever hear from you these days. you've got a bunch of new friends I don't blame you thank you for joining us ah, it's that most it's the most wonderful time of the year folks it really is there's magic in the air and variance it's the most wonderful time of the year because ladies and gentlemen it's booster season Booster shots, everybody. I think we have Christmas to celebrate the birthday of Anthony Fauci. I think that's how it works. So we will be getting... Trust me, after tonight's program, you will feel a hell of a lot safer. Trust me. You're going to be all nice and cuddled up, warm and secure in the little protective safety blanket that we here on the Daily Boogie program will provide you. It is, of course, mandatory to participate in the safety program. Just let me know. There will be no exceptions and no exemptions from the Daily Boogie safety program, which is here just for your benefit. But before we get into any of that, I also want to uh, touch on Alec Baldwin. See, because now we're doing one show a week, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, we're going to shed even more audience. <laughs> Over the, over the journey now because now it's only once a week so I'm going to talk about at some point something that everyone has already spoken about days ago and there's nothing I can do I just have to hope I just have to hope that all the good stories happen like on Friday every week and that never happens so I want to get into a little bit of the Alec Baldwin situation with you if you would if you want to pretend. I mean, Christmas is just around the corner, so you should be used to the idea of fucking pretending anyway. So why don't you pretend that the things that we're going to watch on tonight's show, you haven't seen yet. Are you with me? Come on, guys, be with me. you got to be with me on this. So, so I'm going to ask you in the chat, hey, has anybody seen any of the clips of Alec Baldwin talking about murdering, the, I mean, accidentally killing, I mean, holding a, a loaded gun? Has anyone seen those clips? And I'm expecting all of you to go, no, I don't know what you're talking about, folks. So you can keep the illusion alive for all of us. Because Christmas is just around the corner. Time of magic and whatever. So we'll get into that. But we do have some very important safety updates as well along the way. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. Thank you for joining us, Kimmy. Yeah, but you say it in Australian. Well, that's a nice touch. So it's different. It's like a completely different story when you hear it with a different accent, isn't it? 
So we'll see, we'll see it again for the first time the second time. And it'll be so much more fun than any other time that you've seen it because I have a silly accent. I've unlocked the secret, the secret source. That's all it takes is to sound like this. Pretty good, huh? But before we get into any of that, I thought let's start with, because, you know, today's show might be a little depressing for some people, some of you out there who are, you know, right-wing extremists, for example, and you're not going to like this show. Much like we take the Seth Rogen approach here on The Daily Boogie, if you're not into what we do, it's because you're a Nazi. And it's that simple. It's really all there is to it. I mean, who do we upset, really? Old white men? I mean, you know, who cares? So if you dislike our approach, then clearly it's because, you know, you believe you're better than everyone. (laughs) It's working great. So in order to start the show on the right tone, I thought, well, how about a little inspirational message from uh, your president, Joe Biden? Let's have a look here. Here we go. Men title. Well, I'm not going to read it all. We just signed it. Oh, I'm sorry. Pardon me. <laughs> sorry. Here we go. Men title. Well, I'm not going to read it all. We just signed it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Foggy in the chat. Inspiring. <laughs> All right, here we go. Amending title. Uh, I'm not going to read it. I'll just sign it. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Minister of Fun. That's me and every terms of service agreement ever. You reckon he was just signing up for a new Twitter account? Uh, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You sign enough of these things, and boy, hasn't he signed enough of them. (laughs) But you sign enough of these things, and they're all the same. You've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Mandate this, gas tax that. (laughs) Whatever. No one cares about this stuff anyway. So there you have it. The inspirational president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden. Uh, Just briefly keeping on the United States theme just for a moment. Uh, Someone mentioned this to me, and they said, uh, I think it was the Minister of Fun, actually, who said, with this and another story, which I forget, your show is basically writing itself. So I grabbed the clip. I haven't seen it yet. Let's have a look. (laughs) Because you know what? Most of all, you know, I love coming here and hanging out with you. You know, I love, you know, having fun on a Friday night and doing this stream and everything like that. But most of all, I love when people send me stuff because I don't have to do anything then. I'm just like, all right, we'll click on it. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) So let's see. Chicago Public Schools announced new rules. We love new rules here on the show. Removing gendered bathrooms. Okay, so the schools. So the kiddies are going to be, you know, their little wee-wees and uh uh-ohs are going to be discussed heavily, I think. And that's fantastic. That's fantastic for everyone, really, isn't it? 
let's just get all the kids in the same pissing trough, shall we? To be more inclusive, to be more inclusive, we want the boys and the girls in the same toilet. Because <laughs> it's about inclusivity. Now let's have a look. God bless Chicago. You know, they're mowing each other down in fucking droves like wheat in a field. But, you know, we've got some we've got some very serious problems here in Chicago. How are we going to address it? Uh, what if we make Sally and Timmy piss in the same hole? Sounds great. You just earned your $80,000 a year government job. Congratulations. We're going to make you an advisor. <laughs> ah, they just, you know, really, what the kids need is just a little bit more confusion in their lives. Let's have a look. Taking steps to create more inclusive and supportive schools. Supportive One and inclusive. One change that will be implemented. How much, here's a question for you. How much more inclusive do things have to get? Genuine question. Happy holidays, ah. nigga. Oh, Winning underscore TV tipped $5. Okay. Here we go. Um, ah, well, I don't know. They told me to sign this, so here we go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. Phil D'Angelo. The Minister of Fun with a diamond. Why do you have a stick and I have a hole? Who stole your stick? Miss, come in here. Sally's, Sally's stick is missing. Thank you for the video, Phil. Thank you for the video, Phil. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution. DLife.tv slash winning TV. Now that's talent. Lucas in the chat. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Let's get back to where we were, shall we? Yes, we're creating more inclusive schools. Let's have a look. This school year relates to our school bathrooms. Okay. In compliance with new federal guidelines, all CPS students and staff will have... Okay, in compliance with new federal guidelines. Okay, so it's not a rule then. Okay, so if it's not a rule, then you don't have to comply. I'm sure all of this is designed so that each you know, level of implementation can all blame somebody else. Right? Ring the bell then and get, get your cheese, man. man. Thank you for the subs, Coffee Talk with Sandra. So it's all set up. So the people at the, you know, the local school level, they say to you, well, look, you know, I'm sorry to, to the parents. Look, I'm sorry, Mr. Brown. I'm sorry, Mrs. Smith. Uh, it's out of our hands. We're just complying with federal guidelines, okay? That's all we're doing here. So it comes from above. So if you want to, you know, if you want to argue this and potentially be labelled as a white supremacist, far-right terrorist or something of that nature, if you want to end up on, uh, you know, some progressive Twitter account 
going, oh my God, look at this Karen screaming about the Bible or something like that. If that's what you want, then, you know, go and talk to the president about it, honey. Sorry, right? So, but if you go to the federal level, they'll say, of course, well, look, we can't, you know, we can't force anyone to do anything. It's up to local mandates. <laughs> it's the local politicians. So you call up the federal government and they say, you really should speak to the council. But it's like, they told me to speak to you. All we know is that you better go along with it, though. You better go along with it. Make sure your kids go along with it, too, before they know any better. Uh, If you're listening to the podcast, there's a sign on this restroom door and it says, All Gender Restroom. This is a single stall restroom. So have Ring they just... Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the subs, Ducks Regionist. Uh, winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for the sub. Have, have they just repurposed the disabled toilets? This is a single stall restroom. All gender identities and expressions are welcome here. I don't know. In high school, I got in trouble for, you know, certain expressions in the toilet. <laughs> I thought it was the boys' changing room. I didn't know it was the girls' changing room. And I got detention for expressing all over the shower in there. (laughs) So now you're allowed to express in the toilet. Well, that's nice, isn't it? That's good for the children. Very good. Fair and equitable access to bathroom facilities Fair that and align with their gender identity. To... We will be providing all schools with updated signage that makes our bathroom... <laughs> because the sign... We're back to doing signs again. <laughs> look at the look at the one in the bottom left-hand corner. Now, someone please explain to me. <laughs> Why is a... Some kind of... Yeah, why is some kind of genetic mutation? <coughs> I mean, it looks like a duck with a whale tail. Gender neutral bathroom. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is for the amphibious creatures? Is that... Because I'm sure they're on the spectrum too. Who's going to look after the whale kin at this high school? Maybe this bathroom belongs to them. Maybe it's a maybe there's a bond in there. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond, no sneak in, and now have it, boys, 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 boys. Have at it, boys. So maybe there's a nice it's a rubber ducky mermaid, says Lars Larson in the chat. Well, I'm sure the mermaids are on the spectrum as well, so we've got to cover all ground here. Now Gender-neutral bathroom is depicted as there's, you know, the traditional stereotypical female restroom character, followed by the, because ladies first, followed by the male restroom character, followed then by a character which is wearing half of the female character dress and just trousers on the other side, which is a little strange. So that's the... That's the cross-dresser late-for-work restroom, is it? And then, of course, you've got the wheelchair, which, as we all know, is a gender now. So they have, by the looks of it, because the wheelchair... So they've, they've, they're they now forcing the wheelchair people to share with the, with the gender non-conforming. <laughs> the thought, I've got to be honest here, 
The thought of somebody in a wheelchair being forced to wait outside of the disabled restroom while somebody who is not disabled physically in any way, shape or form is in there because, you know, it's a guy putting on makeup or something. I mean, that's just so beautiful to me. So beautiful. So we've, we've, we're forcing... Uh, obviously, we, we noticed that the traffic going to the disabled toilets was not heavy enough to justify its existence here at the government. So we came up with an ingenious plan to share, to split the disabled toilet facilities. So if you're in a wheelchair, great. If you're in a wheelchair and non-gender conforming, also great. If you're non-gender conforming, yeah, you can use it too. You can jump in there too. So there you have it. I mean, and clearly, obviously, these signs are going to make all the difference, aren't they? Finally, finally, my kids' grades are going to go up. Finally, my child has a future because finally, inclusivity has made it to the passing of excrement and urine. And a community that shits together stays together. Let's be honest here. I think we should just make all of the children, male, female, and other, just just wee and poo in one big communal hole in the ground. We'll just sit a little rail across, you know, a big hole, maybe about the size of, you know, like a, you know, like a turntable in um, a used car lot or something, right? Maybe not a used car lot. Maybe one of the fancy ones, you know, where they hit a button and the car spins around on the on the showroom floor. About the size of one of them and we'll put a rail around it and all the little boys and girls and others can line up and just you know go in the hole and then everything will be solved there's no more inclusivity than that in fact let's strip all the children down and line them up and we'll examine them physically to see which criteria they fit are they a rubber ducky with a whale tail? Yes or no? I'm afraid we're going to have to look at your son's penis in order to figure that out. Did you assume my son has a penis? How bigoted of me. Can't do that. Let's carry on. Bathroom's more inclusive. It will identify the fixtures available yeah. in each... I mean, even just that phrasing, we need to make bathrooms more inclusive. No, no, the bathroom is the place where I want less people. <laughs> I've never been in a bathroom, in a public toilet or whatever, and thought to myself, mm, you know what we need in here is just more people. <laughs> in order for this to be, in order for this, you know, this shit to be a comfortable experience for me, I need a party in here. Can we invite everyone else in too, please? This toilet needs to be more inclusive. What the fuck is wrong with these people? We need to make the toilets safe for everyone, so we're letting everyone into the same toilet. This is their logic. This is how their mind works. In, in order to make the toilet safe for everyone, we need everyone using the same toilet. <laughs> you figure it out. Yes, inviting everyone into the same space will make it so much safer for the people who want their own space, won't it? You really are geniuses down there at the government. Down here at the government, we know that it doesn't matter how ridiculous our, our, our ideas are. God, I'm on a fucking roll.
Minister of Farmer the Diamond, I'm paying you to read Dux's last comment. Okay. That's where it's all going. Get an hang on. Get enough anal damage and everywhere is a toilet. <laughs> okay. Medical advice. See, we offer medical advice here on the show. Let's start getting those kids anally damaged as soon as possible. Daryl with a diamond. Good news. Minus three one hundredths of a second. He must have beaten one of my fucking times again. Thank you, Daryl, for letting us all know on the show. <laughs> Your voice helps, does it? It irritates you to drive faster. What are you doing? You're sidetracked. We're talking about very important things here, like where your son is going to piss. Under supervision, of course, because we can't let the bigots be running rampant in the toilets. Each restroom and make it clear that all restrooms are open for use by anyone who feels comfortable. So you've got gender neutral, which is the new division of toilets. Winning underscore TV tipped $5. Safe toilets are a priority. Now a VA governor race wasn't just one on this issue at all. Okay. Let's have a look. I've got to ask, what's with all the chicken stuff? <laughs> Is there some law that I'm not aware of? Probably. <laughs> what's with all the chicken stuff? <laughs> it's just been chicken stuff for weeks. What do you? I don't get it. What is, I don't. I don't understand. What is with all the chicken stuff? <laughs> thank you for the. Thank you for the video, Phil. <laughs> Thank you for the diamond, Phil. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are doing in the daytimes these days. I've got no fucking idea. <laughs> Let's carry on. Staff will continue to have staff-only restrooms. Shreva in a chat. Phil just really likes chickens books. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not me. It's him. <laughs> Not me, it's him. James can't be easy in the chat. CBDX shorted me by 10 grams. I'm pissed. Oh, you po- wait. The service you had, the legal service you have in the United States, which delivers weed to your door, <laughs> shorted you by. Oh no. Do you know? Do you know we can't even import vape juice here? <laughs> I'm not joking. The government just banned nicotine vape juice. So you can't even import that here. I, I'd pray for the opportunity to be sent, you know, Delta 8 and be shorted 10 grams. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> but of course, we don't encourage that kind of behaviour here on the show. No. Here on the show, we encourage good, clean, healthy living and pissing in the same toilet as your female co-workers. Because why? here's the thing, if it's good enough for the children, so how long until the adults are all... You'll be able to walk in when that cute girl from accounting just happens to 
you know, slip into the ladies' room, you'll be able to just wander in there. <laughs> Carol, how are you? <laughs> oh my god, what are you doing in here? Shh. It's okay. It's okay, I'm allowed. Just following the guidelines. Now show me that pussy. <laughs> Uh, that's the stuff. This doesn't feel safe! Shut up. to them. This is an incredibly important step to increase gender equity for all. Gizmo on the chat, can we donate your commissary fund at COVID camp? Cigarettes only. If you donate cigarettes, I can use those in the COVID camp. Don't worry, I got some COVID camp stuff coming up. In fact, you know what? Fuck this. Let's get off this. Uh, the god of COVID himself, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Science. I am the science. Dr. Anthony Fauci, let's have a look. Americans right now are shopping for the best sort of booster or whatever they can get. And given the fact that manufacturers and scientists... Everybody's... It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> Americans... Dr. Fauci, Americans are booster shopping right now for the best booster shot that they can get to deal with the new variant. Booster shopping with the fam. <laughs> I feel like I want a Moderna, mummy. Pfizer for me, sweetheart. Imagine coming down on Christmas morning and just finding a little needle in your stocking. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing? Mummy, can we do it now? No, you take your booster shot after lunch. After Nana comes here. Because we kind of want her, you know, out of the picture. Waiting for that inheritance, man. <laughs> so have your little Christmas boosters. I hope they come in red and green syringes to really embrace the season. And of course, at no point on this show over the last nine months have we mentioned at all at any stage that uh, get ready for booster shot lockdown winter. They let you have your white boy summer. Now comes lockdown winter. You never heard that on this show, obviously. Because it already happened in other parts of the world. We already had our lockdown winter. See, for us, the Delta variant was the new variant for winter. So they couldn't give you the Delta variant again. No, that was your summertime variant. So your wintertime variant is Omicron. Here in, here in the land of summertime, our summer variant is going to be Omicron. It's going to be white boy summer with the Omicron. And it's going to be lockdown winter with the Omicron for you. Isn't that nice? Every, see, everybody gets one. Everyone gets a turn. It'll never happen here. All right, let's get back to the Mr. Science, I think his name. Americans right now are shopping for the best sort of booster or whatever they booster can shopping. get. And given the fact that manufacturers and scientists are racing to learn more about this variant and then to modify a vaccine that will more directly combat it right now. First, for those who already received their boost, how long it, would it be for them before conceivably they could have a new modified booster that will... <laughs> And I mean, the beautiful part about this is, of course, you know, another thing that we've discussed on the show many, many times, the, the creation of the fake argument. These fake little arguments that they try to draw you into, right? See, you think you're having the debate about whether or not Omicron is like a massive threat or not, but they're not having that debate. No, no, no. They've already had that debate and decided, yes, it is. And they're now having the debate 
if I get my booster today, how many days do I have to wait before I can get another booster? That's what they're discussing. <laughs> it's a booster booty call. Look, I just had a booster last week. You know, it's been seven days. I'm really towing for another booster. Can you get? Can you book me in? Any time will do. Come on, man. I like. I really need to. I really need to get jabbed right now. It's my fix, man. <laughs> Doctor Fauci, if somebody's already had a booster, how long do they have to wait before they can have a new booster? <laughs> I mean, all of this sounds very scientific, mind you. See, I, I would think that a normal kind of person who wants to portray themselves as, you know, I'm following the science, I'm Mr. Science, don't criticize me because you're criticizing the science. If they were asked a question like that, I would assume they would say something like, every single person is different and every single case is different and every set of circumstances is different. So that's really a decision between you and your general practitioner or your family doctor or whatnot, okay? that's I can't say how long people should wait before they have a booster shot. And he, you know, he might say, I can give you the general guidelines or something like that, that, you know, these companies generally say, but don't take my word for it. Seek, you know, seek private medical advice. But that's not what you get. <laughs> that's not the scientific answer you're longing for, is it? No, no. The scientific answer from Mr. Science, don't criticize me because you're criticizing the science, would be this. We'll more directly target this. And is there any reason those individuals should wait, given the White House has said it'll be a couple of months, perhaps, before we have a more modified vaccine that more directly targets it? Great question, because we get asked it a lot and it's an irrelevant question. Great. So right now, I would not be waiting. People say, well, if we're going to have a, va a, a booster-specific vaccine, should mm -hmm. we wait? If you are eligible namely six months with a double uh, mRNA dose or two months with the J&J, &J, get boosted now. We may not need a variant-specific boost. We're I'm sorry. So... <laughs> now, I would have thought that science would be something along the lines of, hear me out here. Now, this this might be crazy right-wing conspiracy theory. I don't know. But I would have thought the scientific approach would be, you know, collect data, then think about it. No, 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 no. That's not the scientific approach now. No, no. Do not wait for data. <laughs> Do not wait for relevant data. Do not wait to see if a new vaccine is coming out to deal with the new variant, which we don't know anything about yet. Do not wait. Go out there right now and just get the booster for the fuck of it. <laughs> get your boosters for the fuck of it before we know what we're dealing with. Uh, Mr. Fauci, that doesn't sound very scientific at all. Hey, if you criticize me, you're criticizing science. We don't have to wait. Just get out there and get the booster right now, okay? But we don't even know if it's going to work. Shut up. I am the science. Just get it for the fuck of it, okay? That doesn't sound very scientific at all, does it? Interesting. Omicron live updates. Variant found in six people in Nebraska. So that's everyone in Nebraska. One person traveled to Africa. 
Remember how you guys were laughing during our winter for the media reporting on six cases? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. No, actually, that's a lie. I love it. Remember how you were laughing? And rightly so. You were rightly laughing at us during our winter because you would see news clips of people going, well, there's five confirmed cases of coronavirus now. Oh, my God. And you'd go, what the hell is going on down there in Australia? Wouldn't you? You would. I heard you. I heard you. (laughs) What the fuck are those Australians? What the fuck are they doing down there? They've gone crazy. That's what happens when you don't have any guns. (laughs) Right? I've heard them all before. But now, see, as we come into our white boy Omicron summer here in this part of the world, they they don't even report on the case numbers anymore. You go to the local news channel's YouTube pages, there's barely any coronavirus on it. Remember I showed you the walls and walls and walls. Remember, it was so hard to get anything except coronavirus news. Remember those days? It was during white boy summer. Or, for us, Delta lockdown winter. But times are a-changing. Now the news, now it's all like happy, oh, look, we've got beach technology. Look at how wonderful everything is. And now your media are the ones reporting variant found in six people. (laughs) Six! Really? They're reporting on six people? What are they doing over there? What are they doing over there? That's crazy. Lucky they've still got their guns. <laughs> One person travelled to Africa. Five were likely exposed through household contact, household contact with the first case. Five? Five of them? <laughs> Have a look. Of the day's developments with ABC Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. Jen Ashton right here. Okay. And this big number catching our, our chief attention. Chief Medical Correspondent 80- apparently is one of the castaways from Fox News, but it looks. This big number catching our attention: eighty percent of counties across the country now reporting high or. Look, they even put in the corner of the screen for the nitwits the big number, <laughs> so you can watch it as a nitwit and say, you know what? I was watching the news this morning and they were talking about the counties of uh, substantial COVID cases. You know, it's a really big number. (laughs) Six people. Six whole people. It's a big number. I saw it on the news. Substantial COVID-19 transmissions in the last seven days. Okay. All right, we don't know yet, Doctor Ashton, just how prevalent this new variant is no, just we yet. We know it's out there, and again, just we- and just get your boosters anyway. You know, look, we don't know, we don't know where the variant came from. We don't know anything about the variant. We know it has a cool name, though. We don't know if vaccines are going to be effective against it or not. Would you say now is the time for our viewers to crack each other's heads open and feast on the goo inside? Yes, I would, Kent. We don't know anything about the variant, but what we do know is go out and get your booster shots. Why? Why not? (laughs) Why not? Just go and do it anyway. Who cares? 
Are we having fun yet? I am. We've been saying it for several days, saying it all week. It's in the U.S. already, just a matter of time before we uh, get it confirmed. Exactly, yeah. because we're doing that. Gee, you should have stopped the Africans coming a long time ago. Joe Biden today announced that they are banning all migration from Africa. A whole bunch of people are like, oh, really? <laughs> and suddenly Richard Spencer's suddenly Richard Spencer's theory came true. He would rather vote for the Democrats. <laughs> Remember when he said that? Remember when he said I'd rather vote I'm gonna vote for the Democrats because fuck Trump. Right? Oh, the white supremacist Richard Spencer. They're banning all immigration from Africa. Richard Spencer was like, well done, Mr. President. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I'm just going to sign it. At genomic sequencing, yes. trying to track various specimens. Um, but again, here is the latest on Omicron. Um, Kelly's Kelly's coffee in the chat. Dear Lord, people, pl- people, please panic and get your jabs. <laughs> yeah. Omicron, however you choose to say it. Uh, first case confirmed in the United. They don't even know how to pronounce it. I guess people are afraid of what they don't understand. You know, we've got this weird coronavirus variant that we don't understand anything about and we don't know how to pronounce it. What should we do? Hmm, stop the black people coming. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Why are we stopping the black people again? Because, you know, it's uh, scary. We don't want any more variants running around in the country. What are you saying? Saying we've got to keep everybody safe. States... Uh, identified in someone in Northern California. This person had traveled from South... Who remembers... Who remembers way back at the start of all of this coronavirus stuff? Who remembers me saying repeatedly that if... that What we had to do was, if coronavirus is as bad as you say, and it's as contagious as you say, then why are we still allowing... uh, immigration in and out of China. Do you remember talking about that? Do you remember us talking about that right at the start? Right at the start. Hey, if it's that bad, isolate China now. Do it now. Stop the planes leaving and the cargo ships now. But they can't do it because of the effect on the world economy, because it's fucking money. That's why. All of the products going in and out of China have to be allowed to continue. So we didn't do that. And what did we do instead? We locked ourselves in. You know, this is a hermit country now, Australia, for the last two years. You haven't been able to get in here. So we locked down instead. How does that work? And I remember saying at the time, if this was any other country except China, right? I remember saying, if this was some little tiny fucking shitty country in Africa somewhere... Do you think that they would still allow all of the commerce and all of the immigration to happen? Or do you think that they would lock that little country down? Well, what have they fucking done? Because Africa is not China. 
The West is not as reliant on Africa as it is on China. Its economy is not as entangled with Africa as it is with China. So one case comes out of South Africa and they just put the ring of steel around her. There you go. Hey, it's not China. It's not China. And, you know, here we are 18 months later and yet again, vindication. Yet again. These people are predictable like fucking sunrise. Africa on November 22nd tested positive on November 29th. We know that this person is fully vaccinated. What I need you to do is just go out there and get your booster shots as quickly as possible. Get out there, get your boosters. You know, it doesn't even matter if it's not effective. Get it anyway. So there you have it. The media now reporting six people in Nebraska. The first person from South Africa double jabbed, got the variant. Oh shit. It's all happening. Happy Hanukkah. Ernie Bucks tipped $10. Thank you, sir. Toy Day. Toy Day. Ernie, thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Blasty from the pasty. Thank you for joining us, sir. Toy Day. Toy Day out with his gorgeous little granddaughter. It's toy day for it's toy day for Ernie Banks where he takes his lovely granddaughter out and buys her a toy. It's, I think toy days once a week, every Friday. What a what a lucky little girl that one is. <laughs> every Friday takes a trip with Poppy and goes and buys a new fucking toy. How do you like that? I hope she's not in the car listening to this though. <laughs> Ernie. Ernie. Have you not have you not read the multiple warnings we put on the label of this program? Please don't have your kids listening to this show. I love you. I don't want your kids listening. I don't want them here. Lock them in the trunk of your car if you must. Drop them off at the nearest gender neutral bathroom and pick them up a couple just say go in there and have some fun for a while. I'll pick you up in a couple of hours after Boogs' show's done. We do not want them listening. Even on Toy Day. Thank you, Ernie Banks, for the tip. Very generous, obviously. So with this, all the latest booster content is now starting to drop. Let's head, let's head over to the old Dart, the old England. Merry old England, ladies and gentlemen, with Boris Johnson. There he is, getting his booster shot, booster content right up your wazoo clacker, mate. He's just, he's such a natural, isn't he? <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. What is he doing? He looks like he's in a terrorist kidnapping video. Oh, yeah, yeah. Safe and effective. Now, now, Boris, as your media advisor, I want to give you this tip. As you're getting the needle, can you look confused and restless directly at the camera? <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you sure that's uh, what the voters want? Yes, Boris. 
we need you to look confused and angry and look right down the barrel of that camera. That's going to be our shot heading into the next election. Well done, Mr. Prime Minister. Get your bloody booster shots, everyone. So he's had two AstraZeneca shots and one Pfizer shots. He's doing the Werther's fucking, the Werther's sampler version of the booster shots. He wants to try them all. I personally like the AstraZeneca one more because it has a sweeter aftertaste. So we're up to we're up to shot three now. All right, officially. And I think it was the cherry popper, Jenny B, ladies and gentlemen, who, you know, maybe six months ago, nine months ago, something like that. She predicted this future. She did it like in a in a comment or a super chat or something. She predicted this future war between the double jabbed and the triple jabbed. And she was not wrong. I have now started to see it. Triple jabbed people saying, should we ban double vaxxed? Because <laughs> they're not protected enough. They haven't gone all the way with safety like we have. They're selfish. So should we ban the double jab? <laughs> Kitty V, he always looks like he just dodged a kidnapping. <laughs> it's the hair, isn't it? All disheveled. Fantastic. Done and dusted, hopefully for another year. Okay, done and dusted for another year, at least we hope. Okay, so we're going to be protected for another year. So, okay, so we're, we're calling it a yearly booster shot then. All right. Just wait until the next variant, though. Wait until the next variant. Then it's going to have to have another booster shot. It puts the lotion in the basket, sir. Happy Hanukkah, my Ernie Barks tipped $5. <laughs> Granddaughter is only allowed to watch Nightwave. <laughs> really? Mersh is much more offensive than I am. I'm like a sweet boy down the road compared to that fucking degenerate. <laughs> I mean, Mersh is going to be talking about, you know, cunts and pussies and you know, sexually driven material. It's going to be angrily screaming at people in the chat, which is fucking hilarious. It makes me laugh. <laughs> and it's gonna be it's gonna be much worse and this this is like a pleasant walk in the park. I I demand that you let your granddaughter listen to this show, Ernie Banks. I demand it. I demand a seat at the table. Cause this show would be a positive influence on the young lady. Not like that Mersh guy. Exactly. Insignificant Rube. Mersh isn't subversive like someone. No, he is subversive. Extremely subversive. And see, the flu, he didn't even really have the flu. Because I've got the hot goss. Let me tell you, he didn't really have the flu. No, no, no. No, no. He's working for the elitists. He fake flued in order to promote booster shots. That's what he's doing. 
Now, of course, he'll he'll publicly criticise the booster shot, but it's all subliminal, man. He says he's got the flu, so you feel sick when you listen to it, right? With the with the choking up and the snot and the you know and all that kind of stuff. So you'll feel sick when you listen to it, and then you'll go out and get your booster shot. So it's subversive, man. It really is. Don't trust him. Everybody's favourite lover of French uh, pussy, ladies and gentlemen. Louis. Tonight at 10. Check him out. Uh, Ernie Banks' granddaughter will be listening. So there you go. Say hello to Ernie Banks' granddaughter in the Nightwave chat. Hey, little one. How are you going? Are you ready? For, are you ready for the talk about drugs tonight? That's, that'll be fun. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. It's much. This is a much nicer program. All right. Does Does Boris do anything else here? It's the reality. So he's like, nobody knows what Omicron is going or not going to do, but everyone should just get their boosters anyway. Again, it doesn't sound very scientific. The let's just do it anyway. Uh, Let's slip down now to Australia, ladies and gentlemen. Got good news. Apparently, the borders are opening up again. Isn't that going to be wonderful? We're looking forward to this. No longer the hermit country in the South Pacific, little old Australia, ladies and gentlemen. Things are changing. White boy summer's just around the corner. Let's have a look. The government has hit pause on the next stage of our international border reopening. And McGrain can... Okay, so they've hit pause on opening the borders. I guess Omicron is really serious. Guess it's pretty serious. Okay, so we're only pausing the reopening of Australia. Let's do a little. Let's do a little fun little thing. Tell me. <laughs> so we've been together. Shut up, follow boogie. We've been together for you know a couple of years covering this thing from the begin from the get go. How much longer do you think the government will make us wait? Allegedly, how much longer do you think the government is saying they need to keep the borders closed for in order for everything to be okay? How much longer? Put a put a time frame in the chat. Let's see how long you've been in this audience for. <laughs> how much longer are we going to have to wait for the borders? About about 60% of you, about 50 or 60% of you have nailed it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you will be unsurprised to know just two more weeks. (laughs) Just two more weeks, you guys. (laughs) The government has hit pause on the next stage of our international border reopening amid growing concern about the Omicron variant. Australia was due to open to select visa holders from tomorrow, including skilled workers and international students. But that's now been pushed back to the 15th of December. There are five confirmed cases of the news. Wait, 
The 15th of December. So if this was three days ago and the 15th of December is the 15th of December, how many is that? How- Australian in Australia with four in New South Wales and how one in the Northern Territory. Uh, for more, we're joined by Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews. Home Affairs. Um, Minister, a, a two-week pause. On- Just two more weeks, you guys. <laughs> Two more weeks. And it's always just two more weeks every two weeks. <laughs> it's been two more weeks for two years officially now. Just two more weeks, you guys. <laughs> then everything will be okay. I, I still have people now telling me, I swear to God. I try to say, look, we've heard this story before. We've heard this line before. And, you know, people I care about will look at me and say, they said just two more weeks. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't say anything. When somebody looks at, when, and you can tell when you look in their eye that they really mean it. They're not being sarcastic. They really, when they hear two more weeks, they believe two more weeks, despite the fact that they've heard two more weeks 200 fucking times. Doesn't make any difference. Every t- it's, like, it's like their code word or something. It's like they've been mind-fucked by the KGB during the Cold War, and if you read out the list of words, then they'll just act accordingly. So every time they hear two more weeks on the television, they go back into like a fucking two-week slumber where they don't care anymore. Oh, no, the government said just two more weeks. Uh, uh, it's okay. Everybody continue do, following the rules, doing what you're told. Uh, don't break out of the quarantine camp that you're voluntarily being forced to stay in either. It's just two more weeks, you guys, and then it'll all be over. As soon as they, as soon as somebody with some kind of air of authority shows up on the television and tells them, look, we're pausing it for two weeks, then they just... They're, They've downloaded the latest firmware update and then they go off into the world and spread the word. Didn't you hear? TV said two more weeks. Hey, look, right in the corner there, it says big number. It's a big number. (laughs) Right? Just two more weeks, you guys. Do you think think two weeks is enough? In Australia with four in New South Wales and one in the Northern Territory. Four? Did he say four? Wow, there's four cases. Wow. What's going on down there in Australia? What are they doing down there reporting on four cases? Huh? Four cases. Crazy Australians. Minister of Fun came here with a diamond. This would be only uh, this would be over if only we had all obeyed. Correct. Do what you're told. Do what you're told, follow the rules, get your boosters, even though we don't know if it's going to do anything or not. Because science, you idiot. Variant found in six people in Nebraska. One person travelled to Africa. So we've got six in Nebraska. We've got four in New South Wales. Oh, my God, the world is ending. I saw, um, you know, an article the other day. And it was some, it was, again, you know, some medical expert. Not denying that they're a medical expert, but this one was from Singapore. And this particular medical expert said, Omicron will dominate the earth. (laughs) It will dominate the earth by the end of the year, was a quote. 
I thought, well, that doesn't sound very scientific either. Uh, for more, we're joined by Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews. Um, Minister, a two-week pause two week on pause. our borders. Is that enough to get on top of this? Well, good morning. <laughs> Just two more Christian. weeks. Uh, we took medical advice yesterday from the Chief Medical Officer. Yeah. Uh, there was a lengthy discussion at the National Security Committee mm -hmm. about our obligations uh, to the people of Australia to make sure that they were being uh, kept safe. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for keeping me safe, yet again. You mean pausing? You mean pausing the border reopening for two more weeks is going to keep me safe? Well, why? Thank you. Where would we be without them? Keeping us safe, or you know, we just figured that saying two more weeks for the last two years was the best possible way to keep everybody fucking safe out there. Winning TV with a diamond. Thank God for Operation Warp Speed. Huh? Zlive.tv/slash/reading.tv. Yeah? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. The advice that we received is yeah. that a 14-day period was the most appropriate time appropriate. for health professionals to be, be able to do the work that they needed yes. to look at things such as the transmissibility of this particular uh, variant and to make sure that we were prepared for Omicron here in Australia. Prepared for Omicron. <laughs> Sounds like preparing for Thanos. <laughs> and there is, a, there is a lot of kind of hacking through the jungle weeds that you have to do when it comes to political rhetoric. But there's just an example of it. All of that talking to basically... Her basic premise is... By, by pausing the by pausing the border reopening for two more weeks, we believe that we are going to keep everyone safe. That's it's generally that's it. All the other stuff is fluff. All of the other stuff is filler. The of this particular uh, variant, and to make sure that we were prepared for Omicron here in Australia. So. Two, two weeks is long enough to prepare for Omicron, which you are also telling us is going to dominate the world. Two weeks. That's all it took. Isn't that wonderful? Okay. Listen, I'm going to have to take a quick break because I need to refresh my beverage. I'm running dry over here. You wouldn't want me dry, trust me. And I could just walk over there and get it, but... How about take a couple of minutes, stretch your legs, because coming up after the break, ladies and gentlemen, I've got this hot little number here. An interview with the Pfizer boss, the CEO of Pfizer. Uh, and he says, annual COVID jabs for years to come. <laughs> In an interview. So we will have a little look, see at that. We will have a little, we'll have a little gander at that little piece, I think upon our return. So stick around. It'll be a very short couple of minute break. Stretch your legs, get a beverage and come right back here. No exemptions, no exceptions. And we will return for the second part of the show here on a Friday night. You're listening to The Daily Boogie. Stick around.
Boogie Bumper is a kangaroo boxing boomerang chucker that eats crackers in bed. It's the place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Goddamn words, you're gonna be okay. Oh, God. Join me, Rusty the Iceman, Sunday night, 10 30, Standard Eastern Time, on Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian. I'm the host of the Sunday Night Shit Show. So according to a certain Virginia stoner, my last promo was a bit too long, so I'm going to try to cut this down to 30 seconds. Uh, here's what you can expect on the Sunday Night Shit Show. And I promote your fucking, your fucking Check us out on Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on dlive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. See you then. Bye. What would you say you do here? Some people, I remember when I was young and I worked in a warehouse and I was in my early, I was about, how old was I? I was about 20, 21. And I worked in a warehouse. I'm, guys, I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to chew gum <laughs> you fucking know it. um so so <laughs> so um I forgot what I was fucking saying oh you fucking dick oh you fucking can you please for the love of fucking god unfuck yourself and just start doing shows for this Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Second part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us Friday night edition of Daily Boogie Podcast. Doing well. Saw Frozo joining us during the commercial. Frozo, ladies and gentlemen, we love Frozo. Host of the Sunday Night Shit Show. Host of ROTC. He's got a couple of producers there, a Mexican guy and a Jew. It's really good. So check out Frozo's show Monday through Friday at 4pm. It's called Revenge of the Sis with your host, Frozen Asian, and his Mexican and Jewish producers. And if you could, you know, they're pretty funny too, so you should let them speak a little often. Now, let them speak a little bit on the show, Frozo. You don't have to talk over the top of them all the time and dismiss them. Yeah, Frozo's a bit of a big star around here. 
bit of a big swinging dick is old Frozo. Host of two shows, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday Night Shit Show as well. Obviously on a Sunday night. Don't forget to follow some of our other friends. You heard uh, the great JJ speaking there just a moment ago, telling us to unfuck ourselves. He's on during the day. He's on four hours a day, JJ. (laughs) Four fucking hours a day, JJ Stoner. Jesus, man. Committed. He's around. Follow all of our friendos. Later on tonight, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Irrational Times. We mentioned everybody's favourite lover of French pussies before as well. Give them a follow. Major Tom will be around on the weekend. Of course, Winning TV, Saturday and Sunday these days. And every other fucking day too. Phil D'Angelo, Winning TV. Victor Von Schroom does some things. So give our friendos a follow. Why not? What else have you got going on in your fucking life? May as well check them out. All right. Because we were having a little look-see at what's going on with Boris Johnson, incidentally, in a completely unrelated matter, Jim Enward sent this to the Discord, and Jim usually sends good stuff. The video is entitled, Boris Johnson loses speech notes and talks about Peppa Pig instead. Ah, the minister, of course, the minister. Are you streaming again? I don't forget you. I never know what you're doing. Minister of Fun is, again, not being very fun. The Minister of Fun is, in a very unfun way, accusing me of forgetting. Coffee Talk Sandra with a diamond. Come on. Okay, so you're back streaming every Thursday night now? Okay. Follow Kimmy as well. So it wasn't that hard. And I bet you won't be on this week now that I said so. Coffee Talk Sandra with a diamond. Angst and giggles. Is it still called Angst and giggles? Okay. Minister of Fun, you don't love me enough. Well, I don't love anyone. I hate all of you, really. This is my outlet. So with with safer streets, uh, with great local schools, uh, with fantastic uh, broadband... Uh, forgive me. Remember when we thought that uh, Boris Johnson was going to be like the British Trump? Turns out he was like the British Biden, wasn't he? All along. Oh, oh, hindsight, how it clears the air, huh? Back then, we thought, hey, this Boris Johnson, he's going to be the UK's version of Trump. He's going to stand up to the globalists. No, he's not. He's going to be the UK version of Joe fucking Biden. He's going to mutter things into the camera and look disheveled and confused when he's getting his booster shot. And he's going to get up on stage and he's going to forget his notes and forget his speech. And instead of talking about the reason why he's at this whatever fucking conference it is, he's now going to talk about the children's show Peppa Pig. (laughs) He he ended up being the UK Biden. We can only see it in the rearview mirror. So sad. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Okay, hang on. Come on, let's go back to start. So, with, with safer streets, uh, with great local schools, uh, with fantastic uh, broadband. Uh, 
Uh, we give it. <laughs> we give it. People will have the confidence to stay nearer the place they grew up to start business. And Tony, yesterday I went, uh, as as we all must, uh, uh, to to Peppa Pig World. (laughs) What do you think? The UK has their own Joe Biden. <laughs> Gary Vance, great leaders of the great leaders of the world. Everybody must go to Peppa Pig. <laughs> Peppa Pig world. Forgive me. Forgive me. I can't, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I won't forgive fucking any of you. There's a local election here, by the way. And I mean, like, local election, like our local councillors. I guess you would call them wards or something. Is that what you call them? Like city council elections are today. Now, in this country, in this, you know, little beacon of freedom we call Australia, it's actually against the law to not vote on election day. That's right. So I'm sitting here, it is now 11.20am local time, and usually when I finish a show, you know what I like to do? I don't like to do anything. When I finish the show, I actually feel like a little spent after I do one of these. So again, tip of the hat to JJ for four hours a fucking day. I don't know how he does it. You know, I can do two hours a day for like three days a week, no problem. But then like with work and stuff, it's just, it gets, it gets grindy. So the one day a week I'm kind of liking, it's Saturday morning here, but after the show, I'm kind of like, I don't want to talk or anything for a while. I just want to relax, have a cigarette, maybe cook a little dinner or something like that. You know, cook a little, like slow cook some dinner, put some headphones on, listen to a podcast or some music, and then just chill out for the rest of the day, right? Because it's my fucking Saturday and I don't want to do anything. So the it's election day rolls around. It's on a fucking Saturday. And you are now, you know, it's against the law for you to not participate in the election. Now, here's the conundrum for you. Here's the, here's the little quiz I'm going to give you. Considering everything that I told you, what if I told you that the punishment for not attending voting day? Winning TV with a diamond, JJ is able to do that because of poverty Cheetos. <laughs> poverty Cheetos? I think that's cardboard. So it's election day here. Now, if you don't go and vote, you are technically breaking the law, but you will be issued with a fine. And the the price of the fine, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, is $50. Now, I'm asking you, given everything I told you, not that I would ever promote any kind of breaking of any laws or whatnot, but would you, you in the chat, would you go and vote for one of these fucking assholes? Again, remember, it's local elections. It's it's garbage and filling potholes. Frozen Asian with a diamond almost forgot to leave something in your fruit bowl. Thank you, Fraser. Ladies and gentlemen, Fraser. Host of ROTC. 
with the Mexican and the Jewish producers and host of the Sunday Night Shit Show. Thank you for joining us, Frozak. Like I said, he's a big deal around here. Hosts two shows. So would you go and participate in democracy, voting for these local assholes who are, you know, I, I, don't, ca- I don't care who runs local government. It's opposite here to what it is in the States. I don't care who's in power in the local government. The only time I want to talk to them is when I'm calling them up to angrily complain about my garbage collection. That's it. Or to angrily complain about a pothole. That's all I want you to do. You're not important. I don't care. And I don't fucking care who's in power here locally in the city. I don't. You're all as bad as each other. So why should I be forced to go and fucking gratify you? Why should I go and be forced to justify your shitty existence with a vote? Not that we would ever promote any breaking of any laws or anything. Of course not. We wouldn't do that. But would you in the chat, would you go and vote or would you happily hand over the $50 like Leonardo DiCaprio and the Wolf of Wall Street just fucking flinging it off the side of the boat? Shut up and take my money. Here's a 50. Now fuck off. What would you say? Press one in the chat if you'd go vote. Press two in the chat if you'd hand over a 50 and say, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Take my $50. Now fuck off. (laughs) I'm paying you $50 to fuck off. (laughs) What would you do? Wall-to-wall twos, ladies and gentlemen. Wall-to-wall twos. All right, let's get back to the Prime Minister of the UK, Boris Johnson, who forgot his speech halfway through his speech and instead talked about Peppa Pig. Uh, (laughs) The UK's Joe Biden. Forgive me. Forgive me. Inspirational stuff. And I mean, just... Just for the sake of comparison, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Here we go. Men title. Well, I'm not going to read it all. I just signed it. <laughs> it's uncanny, the resemblance. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. He People says, will have the confidence to stay nearer the place they grew up, to start business. And Tony, yesterday I went, uh, as, as we all must, uh, 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 to, to Peppa Pig World. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Pans? I've been who's been to Peppa Pig World. Not enough. I was, well, it's, it's fact, I was a bit hazy what I would find at Peppa Pig World, uh, but I loved it. And Peppa Pig World is, is very much my kind of place. Thank you, ladies and night. Ladies and gentlemen, good night. <laughs> oh, no, we got the wrong picture up. Pepper Pig World is my kind of place. Up to start business. And Tony, yesterday I went... Uh, as we, as, as we, we all, all must. must. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, to, to Pepper Pig World. 
don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Pads? I've been been to Peppa Pig World. Not enough. You know, Britain, Britain, 1943. It's like, today I went and visited the troops at the Eastern Front. The death was overcoming. The stench of war filled our noses. But the bravery of our patriot soldiers cannot be denied. We will fight them in the streets. We will fight them on the beaches, etc., etc., etc. Britain Prime Minister in 2021. <laughs> well, yes, well, uh, of course, as we all must, we all must visit Peppa Pig World. I mean, it's my kind of place, Peppa Pig World. And it was a, it was a truly wonderful experience. <laughs> Carry a monkey with the most pertinent question in the chat, which is, I'm surprised it took so long to ask, what is Peppa Pig World? <laughs> I have no fucking idea, my man. <laughs> I have no idea what Peppa Pig World is. But now I'm thinking that if Boris Johnson did in fact attend Peppa Pig World, then surely there would be footage of Boris at Peppa Pig World, shouldn't there be? So let's have a little... <laughs> Let's have a little sidetrack here. Might go, might go overtime tonight. You know what? Fuck it. Why not? It's been a good week. It's been a fun week. And now we're looking up Prime Minister Boris fucking Johnson going to Peppa Pig World. <laughs> so why the fuck not? <laughs> Peppa Pig. I know Peppa Pig is a children's cartoon, but... Peppa Pig, Peppa Pig, Peppa Pig. Come on, show me Peppa Pig. Okay. We don't have any images of Boris at Peppa Pig World, unfortunately. So let's just look up Peppa Pig World. See what the fuck it see what the fuck we're dealing with here. Okay, here we go. Is the fire alarm going off the whole time? Because I don't know if I'd be a fan of that. This is the place where we all must go, by the way. Uh, I hope those boom gates are to keep the unvaccinated out of there. Oh, this. <laughs> That's why we need that. That's why we need that alarm that's traveling down the back of my spine and you know ripping, ripping my pelvis up through my nostrils. Ugh. Hi everyone, Peppa Pig World. God, I'd give anything just to see Boris sitting in one of those little seats on the little train, with his hair kind of flapping around in the wind. I mean, it's all very exciting. Please, ladies and gentlemen, beware of the little train. You may scuff your shoe if it runs into you. Jim and were telling me to check the Discord. Okay. I didn't even have it open. Not very good on Discord. 
Holy shit. <laughs> Now I need to take me to this link. There we go. There he is. <laughs> well done, sir. Boris at Pepper Pig World. There he is. He looks like he's, he genuinely looks like he's having the time of his fucking life, doesn't he? <laughs> he is the British Joe Biden. I close my fucking case. I want to I want to see I want to see both Boris Johnson and Joe Biden riding one of those little teacups together <laughs> with his little beanie on. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Here's another one. Here's another one of Boris. There he is. <laughs> Well done, Jim. He rides the train at Peppa Pig World. Indeed. I was, well, it's, it's I was a bit hazy what I would find at Peppa Pig World, uh, but I loved it. Peppa Pig World is, is very much my kind of place. Uh, it, 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 it has uh, a uh, very safe streets, uh, discipline in schools, uh, Heavy emphasis on new mass transit systems, I, I notice. Uh, even if they're. A bit <laughs> okay, he kind of won me back. <laughs> a heavy emphasis on, ma on mass transit systems. Okay, I kind of like him again. Here's your heavy emphasis on mass transit systems. <laughs> Kind of won me back. Jim F with the diamond. Thank you for the diamond, sir. All right. Not bad, Boris. Not fucking bad at all. All right, let's get to some serious stuff here. There is serious things happening. How about Germany, ladies and gentlemen? It's not like Germany to ban things or, uh, you know, enact controversial policies. That's never been part of who... Germans are as people, has it, really? They've always been peaceful, placid, <laughs> compliant people. Germany to ban unvaccinated people from shops and bars. It'll never happen here. Huh? Good. I mean, ideally, hopefully, all of the unvaccinated people would just starve to death. Wouldn't that be the best way to go? It saves us. It saves us have to build. It saves us from having to build camps because God knows, last time we here in Germany tried to build camps, everyone got really uptight about it. Germany will ban unvaccinated people from shops and bars unless they have recently recovered from COVID. And Chancellor Angela Merkel says a nationwide vaccination mandate could be imposed from February 2022. So we're deciding whether or not to make the vaccine mandate compulsory from February 22. If you thought that 2022 was going to be the end of coronavirus, guess a fucking again.
This is going to be the discussion. Prepare yourself mentally. I could see this coming because, again, you know, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, most of, 90% of my audience is in the Northern Hemisphere. People don't like me at home. <laughs> People at home know I'm not cool. You kind of think I am because of the weird accent. But it's all a ruse. For whatever reason, it's worked out that way. But I could see it coming because in winter, that's what we were doing. And it's going to be every year now. Every time winter rolls around, every time summer rolls around, it's going to be like, hey, guys, guess what? We're relaxing restrictions. We're on top of this thing. We're beating this thing. And every time winter rolls around, there's going to be a new variant and you'll have to be locked up in your home again. And there's going to be mandates and booster shots. And then summer will roll around and they'll say that they beat the virus again. And so you'll reward them with more power and more money and more votes. And then winter will roll around one more time again. And it'll be a new variant. Everyone gets your boosters. Um, you know, get Dr. Fauci out of the cryo freeze and roll him out one more time because it's winter. It's time to go to work, Anthony. Is it winter time already? Don't worry, we'll put you back in in three months. We only need three months out of you these days. And we'll go through the whole process every year over and over and over again for the foreseeable future. They finally found it. They found the, the magic, you know, the magic source. Medicine, permanent medicine for healthy people. In a completely unrelated topic, Pfizer boss, annual COVID jabs for, quote, years to come. Well, I guess this is a pretty objective and unbiased analysis here from the CEO of the company, which is going to be selling the jabs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing on the experts. Now let's bring on the CEO of Pfizer who gets direct bonuses according to the share price. After six, why we need to why we need to shut down Reddit boards where they talk about what stocks they're going to bet on because that's market manipulation. And then at seven, the CEO of Pfizer will come on to tell us about how we're going to be having COVID jabs annually for years to come and what the share price is doing. <laughs> Let's have a look. In the first news that I was arrested by FBI, of course, I laughed. Uh, on the second news that my wife died with a picture of her, I was really pissed. Okay, so he was the target of uh, fake news stories, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. I mean, that's the real crime here. See, we, we like to open up this story with a little bit of a sympathy vote for the CEO of Pfizer. <laughs> The CEO of Pfizer. <laughs> He's the victim in all of this. It was alleged he was arrested and his wife had died after her vaccine. What we had to go through, it's nothing no. compared to the lives that will be lost because of the rubbish that those people published. Yeah. Because people will really think that my wife died because of the vaccine. I don't care if your wife's dead or not, mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't. <laughs> Sorry. Should I? Should I fucking care? I don't. Because out there, there are people who really think my wife died because of the vaccine. This may shock you, CEO. I don't care about, I don't think about your wife ever. Never have, never will. Yes, exactly. Foggy in the chat. The public are the real monsters. <laughs> and we'll say, I'm not going to do it. And she's fine. She is wonderful. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Every single time, what do we see? It really is true, isn't it? Behind, there are people There are people out there who have all sorts of bigoted, dangerous theories about who's really in control. I'm telling you, it's the people who wear bold framed glasses. That's the fucking key. Look no further. Every single time, every time there's some kind of... Hmm, how can we say this? Undermining of confidence? <laughs> there is a person, male or female, usually female, usually female, but male or female, bold framed fucking glasses every single time. And there he is yet again. The shapeshifter who appears in every single one of these articles, in every single one of these clips. It's Lars, it's the pot-bellied hobgoblins. I, I hope so. And she's fine. She is wonderful. She is wonderful. <laughs> During 2021, Pfizer has produced three billion doses of their vaccine. Billion doses. There's your fan with a diamond. Show me on the doll where the girl with bold frames hurt you. psychological. It's not me they're hurting, it's everyone else. I'm really just a freedom fighter here in all of this. I think the bottom line is millions of lives were saved. Uh, the bottom line is the billions of dollars we make. <laughs> billions of dollars. Look, look, when it, when it all comes down to it, the main thing is here, we saved millions of lives. <laughs> Now, what if I told you that this rock keeps bears away? <laughs> what was demonstrated yep. was the human ingenuity and the power. Yeah. How can we make healthy people take medicine for the rest of their lives? <laughs> That's ingenious. We're going to make fucking billions out of this. <laughs> what was really on display here was the ingenious power of our lobbying and <laughs> lobbying PR and science divisions. Just take jab, even if not work, doesn't matter. You heard Jew doctor on television in the United States. He said just take jab no matter what, it doesn't matter. You don't need to know any data. <laughs> data? Data? Data. Da. Do you predict that we're going to end up seeing fourth doses, fifth doses? If we have to make a guess... A guess? <laughs> Why are we guessing? Why are we guessing? Excuse me, CEO of Pfizer. If Look, if I have to make a guess, I would say that you will be taking doses as long as we like to make money. 
They just openly tell you now that that's what they're doing. Look at this. <laughs> what was demonstrated was the. I mean, human look, it really is a beautiful fucking time to be alive. And I'm not even joking when I say this. I'm not saying it ironically or sarcastically or anything like that. It is a beautiful time to be alive to see that we have come so far in the programming and so far in the propaganda that we're now at the stage where they can just openly tell you what's happening and people propagandize themselves into thinking something different. They don't even have to do anything anymore. We are so well trained and so well programmed that they can just say whatever they want and we will create the new reality around it. Would you say that we need to have five, maybe five boosters or six boosters? Yes, I would say at a guess, probably. Yes, we make boosters for many years. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you heard the man. You heard the CEO of the company, which is which is selling the boosters to the government. You heard the man. Everybody, line up, roll up your sleeves. Got to be a patriot. Got to keep people safe. Got to keep you protected out there. You heard the man. Let's go. Can you eat in the power? Yep. Do you predict that we're going to end up predict fourth doses, imagine, fifth doses? Imagine asking the imagine asking the CEO of a company if he predicts to continue selling his product. <laughs> what is going on here? This is some, this is British. By the way, this is British taxpayer-funded television you're watching. This is the BB fucking C. <laughs> this is where. Your tax money at work, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to Peppa Pig World and we're getting boosters. You've got the British Joe Biden and your own your own kind of subsect of bold frame glasses wearers. I would say that likely will be needed annual pre-vaccinations to maintain very robust and very, very high level of protection. <laughs> Wow, nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the CEO of Pfizer. If we have to make a guest, I would say that you will need annual boosters for very, very robust protection. <laughs> robust protection. So, yes, a booster every year for many years. Many years to come. And I, I do keep thinking about, you know, something that we did that I will put my hand up definitely got wrong here on the show, ladies and gentlemen. When they first said that COVID is going to be around for years, I laughed. I said, yeah, right. <laughs> They weren't lying. They were not joking. When they said COVID is going to be around forever, they fucking meant it. COVID is going to be around forever. Because not only COVID, but what they what they don't mention, what they don't tell you is, yes, COVID is going to be around forever, but the industry of COVID, that's also going to be around forever. All of these structures we're putting in place, the bureaucracies we're putting in place, the idolization of private corporations to be the protectors, you know, 
our our leaders are now the 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 CEOs of drug companies are now our fucking thought leaders. That's what they meant when they said it's going to be around forever. The industry of coronavirus will be now with us forever. Because you don't you don't just suddenly turn on the tap and start making billions and billions and billions of dollars and seeing share prices go through the roof and then decide out of the goodness of your heart to fucking turn it off, do you? That no no, that does not happen. If you think that people are going to make billions and I mean fistfuls of billions of dollars and then all of a sudden out of the goodness of their hearts declare to those populations who are providing the billions of dollars, hey, you're all sweat, you're all good now, we've cured you, you're fine. If you think that they have your best interests at heart, you are far too naive for this show. If you think they're doing this for your benefit... You are far too naive for this show. From the same article, from the same article, the BBC, several global health charities see the the money Pfizer, BioNTech and Moderna are making out of the pandemic as, quote, immoral. Pfizer will generate at least $35 billion of COVID sales this year and has seen its share price soar. $35 billion in one year. While your business is closed down, while your economy is shut down, while your ability to earn the meagre wage that you earn to feed your you know, your little family in your shitty little house in shitty little suburbia of shitty little major city. While they take all of that away from you and then say to you, hey, if you want all of your stuff back, then take this so we can make $35 billion on it. That's what's happening. Get this wonderful medicine or else... And hey, by the way, we've saved millions of lives and made money, therefore there's no problem with it. Dr. Buller was unapologetic about making a profit, saying, quote, listen to this. This is the guy we just watched. Listen to this quote. Quote, the bottom line is millions of lives were saved. We have saved the global economy trillions of dollars. He thinks he saved the economy trillions of dollars. Again, there's, they don't need to lie to you anymore. <laughs> there, there doesn't need to be a conspiracy. They will just openly gaslight you to your face. They don't care. What they say does not matter. Listen to this. We have saved the global economy trillions of dollars. It is a strong incentive for innovation for the next pandemic. <laughs> We're already planning the next one. But people will see if they step up to the game to bring something that saves lives and saves money, there is also a financial reward. So he believes he is being rewarded for saving lives. Like a superhero. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not unethical to lock people out of an economy unless they take the product that I'm selling to their government. It's not immoral for me to make $35 billion doing that. No, 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 no. 
I'm saving lives. I'm the good guy. It's 100% completely moral and in fact correct to make money saving lives. So how dare you criticise me? The ingenuity, ladies and gentlemen. Ingenuity and the power. Do you predict that we're going to end up seeing fourth doses, fifth doses? If we have to make a guess, based on everything I have seen so far, I would say that likely will be needed annual revaccinations to maintain very robust and very, very high level of protection. Very high level of protection. Thank you for keeping me safe. You expect to generate, I think, more than $35 billion in sales this year. What would you say to those who regard it as immoral to cash in during a pandemic? I believe that uh, we have say... I mean, yeah, Oscar Schindler, for example. <laughs> what? You know, during, during war, we make money by giving people steady job, making armaments for the front line. What is your problem? You know, people say... People accuse us of cashing in on the pandemic. <laughs> but this is not what we do here. We give people good honest wage for 20 cents a day. They have a hot soup for lunch. It's winter outside. The people need money for their, for their slippers. No, it's not bad to profit off, you know, misery and death. I mean, obviously not. I mean, we should arrest all of the people who work at morgues first up. You say to those who regard it as immoral to cash in during a pandemic. I believe that... Uh, what I would say to the people who would regard it as immoral to cash in on a pandemic, what I would say to those people is, look, we've also spent tens of millions of dollars on PR. Okay. We have, we have paid a small fortune to advertising agencies and PR firms in order to manage our image in such a way that you see us as the heroes. That you see us as the superheroes who are protecting you from the super virus. So, I mean, you know, hopefully that money didn't go to waste. So I would say to the people who think we're acting immorally, uh, maybe just start watching a little more BBC, a little more CNN. Because that's where we're funneling our efforts, you see. So I would say you probably don't watch CNN often enough and you might be a white supremacist, really. You know, a right-wing extremist. Which is very dangerous. Now, can we have your social security number, please, by any chance? Maybe just check you out. I, did you fly in the last 12 months by any chance, Air America? Oh, like, really? Okay. So you did buy a plane ticket at some point, didn't you? Right, yes. Exactly, Jenny B. Totalitarianism ain't cheap, folks. Those gulags aren't going to pay for themselves. You understand that, right? And we will get to the gulag. I'm going to have to go overtime. We're going to have to go overtime because we haven't even got to the Aussie uh, voluntary qu quarantine camps yet. And I want to do... Alec Baldwin as well. So it'll be a three-hour show today. Fuck it. Why not? It's Friday. Who cares? But I will have to take a little toilet break because normally I end the show after like two hours because that's when I need to take a piss. But I'm going to take a piss and come back today. That's the mood I'm in. So we'll just watch a little bit more of this guy. Then I'll take a quick piss. And then we'll be set for the rest of the night. Then we can just cruise on through to the finish line.
have saved the global economy trillions. We've saved the economy. I think it's a strong incentive yes. for innovation. Yes, for, for the next pandemic. Next one. But yes, next year. <laughs> next year when we get the new variant. That'll be fun. The people will see that if they stepped up to the... God, I hope they call the next variant like the Thor variant or the Iron Man variant. I want to see some coronavirus cross-promotion. Let's have a new Marvel character who fights coronavirus. They look like Fauci with a cape and their secret weapon is kind of throwing like like little knives. They throw little jabs. They throw little needles at unvaxxed white people. They go in there and tear up prepper camps, throwing their little needles at people. And their catchphrase is when they defeat the bad guy and they put the needle into their arm to give them the vaccine, the guy says, why won't you ever leave us alone? And the vax superhero looks down at them and says, I'll leave you alone in two more weeks. To bring something that saves lives, that saves money. Saves lives, saves there money. There's also financial reward. Yeah. We didn't do it for that. Oh, no. But I think it's a good thing that there is a financial reward. <laughs> there you have it. The wonderful, the caring, the empathetic, the scientific CEO of Pfizer. It's a good thing that we got paid $35 billion and you will be having booster shots annually for years to come in order to stay robustly protected, his words. All right, so I'm going to take a quick uh, bathroom break. When we return, Australian quarantine camps and Alec Baldwin, the murderer. So stick around. See you soon. Boogie Bumper is a kangaroo boxing boomerang no, no, We already did that, that one. Let's do a different bed. one. In the limo, you son of a bitch. No hey, argument. Hey, hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, eh? You never know who's going to stop by when you're watching, winning TV. All the people that you've gotten to know and the new faces you see. You got Phil, he's the man in charge. You know he's running the show. He's got all the news of the day and all the gossip to unload. So settle in, cause we're going through The next couple hours, it's just us and you Y'all gonna love everything you see Right here on Winning TV You never know who's gonna drop in When you're watching Winning TV Hey, come on, hey, 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 get over here Okay, now you're you, I'm me I'm me? Hey, don't jerk me around, fella It's Greeno here from the starting block on behalf of the block, we just wanted to let you all know that we're all in this together. Well, except if you have coronavirus, then stay the fuck away. But in every other situation, we're in it together. To all of you on the front lines, those of you turning a footstool, a walk, and a pitchfork into a home gym, those of you who have given your housemates a mental breakdown because you decided lockdown was a great time to learn the keyboard and the only thing you can play after eight weeks is chopsticks over and over and over again. And those of you who are homeschooling and are now understanding the question you used to harass your maths teacher with of, when the fuck are we ever going to need to know this in the real world, is coming back to bite you on the ass. Just remember, like a 1990s Australian sitcom, 
We're all in this together. The days may be long, but in times like this, you can rest assured we will be here to waste an hour of your week, Friday nights Australian time, at dlive.tv slash the starting block. So take care, social distance, whack on a mask, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. It may not cure coronavirus, but it sure will help us with our rankings. And isn't that really the most important thing right now? We're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> it should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. Well, folks, I have to tell you, I just saw the craziest moving picture clip you've ever seen. Where, you ask? Well, it's the Victor Show. He plays the wildest moving picture clips. <laughs> well, let me tell you a little more about it. Stuff to make you laugh out loud. Something for the political crowd. Put it all together and you got the Victor Show. So next time that you're in town, why not make Mr. Von Shroom proud? Come on down and watch the Victor Show today. If you want to listen to a show that wastes 60 minutes of your time talking about something that you probably could cover in the space of about 30, 35 seconds, then sure, why not? Check out the Daily Boogie. This stuff is... Uh, Nihawa Boogie, uh, this is a frozen Asian and uh, I heard about what you said about China and uh, well, uh, you are Guaylo. Yeah, you are Guaylo. Stop being Guaylo. Aloha and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. You gave him a loaded shotgun? Well, you don't give a toy without batteries. Come and get your Tootsie Rolls! It's Irrational Times. Original music. Interactive trivia. Games, guests, VHS record, adult learning center, window repair, flight trainer, kosher catering, and now introducing the lovely assistant. I do gym jams. Man here, I use only the finest jib to combine with an organic jab to produce the highest quality jib jabs. Be fooled by those imitation jib jabs made in Chinese sweatshops. Enjoy fair trade jib jabs made locally here in Canada. Due to the outcome of a previous court case, the lovely assistant is prohibited from jib jabbing outside of Canada. I mean, let's, I mean, if we're going to go full public, full transparency, let's see all of it, because I guarantee you what the Democrats were doing was criminal, Im impeachable activities routinely. Hey, where do the llamas like to be petted? You know, I'm going to be real honest. I don't think you look very nice. Mm.
This just in! The global officials that can help all, also known as Gotcha, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More I don't know. this world can get you down. There's a one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. Come on back. Another little part of the show. The third part, the third half of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Friday night. We're going overtime because we've got so much more to get through. Uh, Hobo Chili Recipe in the chat asked, was that Sinister Charlie? Yes, it was Sinister Charlie. The same Sinister Charlie from our intro. This Charlie Sinister Wilson Charlie. here, a.k.a. Sinister Charlie. Look, I, I've been holding my tongue for a very long time. Boogie Bumper is an elitist fuck who's been programming gay thoughts into my brain while I've been watching his show. And I- same, same Sinister Charlie. There you have it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, like I said, like I promised, let's get into it, shall we? It's all happening down here in Australia. Now, don't let anybody tell you that Australia isn't safe. It's not protected. We care so much about safety and protection here. We are building camps for the people to keep them safe in. But occasionally, the people that we're trying to protect don't understand just how safe they are. It hasn't been explained to them how protected they are in these camps, these quarantine camps. And occasionally, from time to time, they have a little bit of a brain slip. You know, they act like a white supremacist, a far-right extremist, and they try to, quote-unquote, escape from these very safe and protected facilities, which are there for their safety. So I don't know what's wrong with them. We know that everything is above board with these places because the health experts told us so. I'm just trying to bring something up that I retweeted the other day, which I should have had already planned in, uh, in my little rundown here, but I didn't. So, pooey to me. Here we are. Here we are. Here's this lovely little piece here. Now, you'll appreciate this. So, it's a, it's a how it's going, how it was advertised versus how it's going, which is a very trendy thing to do on Twitter these days, he said, like a boomer. So when this little quarantine camp was opened, they had an advertising, of course, they had an advertising campaign. You know, we've got the best PR people and the best advertising agencies on the fucking job, 24-7 on the coronavirus job of convincing you that all of this is good and for your protection, for your safety and making you feel at ease with the program. Making you feel at ease with the compliance aspect of what's being now expected of you in the quote-unquote new normal. So on the left of these images, and there's a few, on the left of these images you'll see the advertised image and on the right you'll see pictures from actually inside the quarantine facility. How it was advertised versus how it's going, okay? 
So there's your first piece of advertising right there. A nice and a nice little piece of advertising it is. A lovely little piece of advertising. <laughs> so how it was advertised, how it's going. <laughs> oh dear. That doesn't look as that doesn't look as much fun as this here. This looks much more fun, doesn't it? Okay. Number one or number two? <laughs> number one and number two. Uh, can I see number one again? Sure. Number one and number two. <laughs> how it's advertised versus how it's going. Number one and number two. <laughs> I mean, they kind of made it look like fucking holiday camp, didn't they? Holiday camp with pretty girls. <laughs> How bad can it be? How bad can COVID quarantine be if you've got holiday camp with pretty girls? Number one. Number two. <laughs> Number one. Number two. Number one. <laughs> if you're listening, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, number one, you've got uh, three cute girls and they're holding a football. It looks like they're going to have a kick a footy around on the field at the local quarantine camp, right? They're ready for an afternoon of fun in the sun. And in number two, you've got the military walking in. <laughs> Number one and number two. <laughs> number one and number two. <laughs> Through the fence, it's a different view, isn't it? Yeah, you know. Through the barbed wire fence is a very different view from, you know, the fit young lady who's walking around enjoying her time in the quarantine camp. <laughs> it's a very different vibe. Number one and number two. Northern, and number two is an article from The Guardian. Northern Territory Police arrest three people who escaped from Howard Springs' COVID quarantine facility. Quarantine facility, not a camp. Definitely don't use the word camp in your advertising. If, if you were one of the PR people, one of the advertising big swinging dicks who's been recently employed by some government agency to promote various aspects of the COVID response initiatives. Fuck, that was a mouthful. <laughs> that was physically hard to get out. But if you are one of said people, then I'm glad that you had the wherewithal to avoid using the word camp. Because camp would have been problematic. <laughs> gypsy of diamonds with a diamond. Fancy just steals a diamond, Gypsy, with a very good question. But are the bathrooms gender neutral? <laughs> what we need to see here is when they come to scoop you up, right? When the men in ponchos come, when the men in ponchos and face shields and face masks and big dishwashing gloves come to collect you because you have been too close to a COVID positive case 
at some point during the last week or something. When they come to scoop you up, what you need to say is, I refuse to go in this facility which does not... (laughs) which does not cater to my gender identity. And with that, with that, you will have thousands of protesters out the front of the quarantine facility demanding that it be shut down because of human rights violations. Oh, really? You heard about arresting people and locking them up and taking them away from their homes and their families and stuff? No, no, no. We heard that there's no gender-neutral bathrooms, and that's what got us off the lounge. Oh, well, whatever. Whatever's your poison. The main thing is, the main thing is we'll have people protesting against it. I don't care why. (laughs) Right? I don't care why they're protesting against it. If they want to protest against it because it doesn't have gender neutral fucking bathroom facilities, then so be it. It's about time we start weaponizing idiots the same way the other guys do. Why are you sacrificing yourself? Why are you why are you storming the Capitol? Right? Why are you on the COVID patrol? Why are you getting finicky about wearing masks on public transport? Why are you doing it? Get an idiot to do it for you. That's how you win. Number one. Number two. Number one. Number two. So there you have it. How it's been advertised versus how it's going. The quarantine facility in the Northern Territory. And apparently it's so wonderful there. There's so many pretty girls who want to play football there that people have been escaping. Follow Boogie with the diamond. Do you even get anything from these diamonds, Boogs? Yeah, I get stuff from the diamonds. I do. The di- Actually, there was a couple of weeks there where things got really bad and the diamonds got me out of trouble. Like I needed like a hundred bucks or something to, you know, eat. <laughs> For that, for that couple of weeks because during COVID, you know, there was times there where, you know, I was working like three days a week and, you know, it was getting kind of tough. So, yeah, the diamonds definitely fucking helped. Thank you to everyone who contributed to the show. Thank you to everyone who still continues to. You don't have to if you don't want to, but yes, definitely. It always, and more money always helps. Anyone who tells you otherwise is either a monk or a liar. Thank you for joining us. So apparently the quarantine camps with the pretty girls who want to play football and and whatnot, uh, they're so popular that people have been trying to escape. So let's have a look. Good morning. We start with breaking news at a Darwin where three people have escaped from the Howard Springs COVID quarantine. Now, see, if they escaped... Look, I've said it before. I've, look, I've said it before and I'll say it again, right? I've said it before and I'll say it again. That we used to have this thing called common law and it was called common because it would apply in theory to everyone. That's why it's common. Like It's not, the, it's not common law because it applies to the common folk. No, it's common law because it's common to everyone, right? We used to have this thing called common law. And there were various kind of safeguards put in place that would, you know, leverage against abuse of power as best as we could. It's not a perfect system, but it's the best one we've got kind of vibe. 
and that's the, generally the way that we would conduct business. But we know that's no longer the hierarchy of authority in our Western nations. Happy ladies Hanukkah, and my James Campisi Thank you, sir. Five dollars. Thank you. Have some money, sir. Thank you. I will have some money. I'll take your money. <laughs> I don't care. Thank you very much, James. And Joey and G with a diamond. It won't happen here, though. It definitely won't happen there. It definitely won't happen there. Three people have escaped from the Howard Springs COVID quarantine facility. Talia Sav is there for us. Talia, good morning. There's a search underway right now. Yes, that's right, Davina. Good morning to you. We've been told the trio scaled the fence in the early hours of this morning. <laughs> Police receiving reports around 4.40 a.m. So we used to have this thing called common law. <laughs> But that's no longer the hierarchy of authority because now what we have that sits above common law, we have what's called the medical guidelines. So I put it to you, how do you escape from somewhere if you haven't been, you know, physically reprimanded to that place? Now, being sick, being sick is not against the law. Right, You're allowed to be sick. That is legal. It is legally okay for you to be sick. But common law is not the deciding set of conditions we have anymore. No, no, no. The health guidelines trump common law. So now, according to common law, it is not against the law to be sick. No, but according to their health guidelines, it is. That's why you need to be, we won't say reprimanded, we won't say imprisoned, we won't say kidnapped, we'll say, we won't even say detained. That might be a little too harsh. Let's say you're being cared for. You're being cared for in a quarantine facility. Oh, well, that sounds okay then. That sounds fine. And if you leave the quarantine facility, even though you're not being detained or reprimanded or imprisoned, <laughs> even though none of those things apply to you, you still escaped. How could that be? How could that be? But how can I escape from a facility? Sorry, what law have I broken here? Well, I'm afraid you're in violation of the health guidelines. Ah. So because you are in violation of the health guidelines, you will now be cared for in a protective quarantine facility. <laughs> but I do have to inform you that if you leave, you will be referred to in the same terms as a fugitive and your picture will be shown up on the news... They will play video of you getting into the elevator. Remember that guy? Remember that guy on the run? On the loose? They will play video of you on the news. They'll And people, commentators in the media will be saying what a horrible, selfish biohazard you are and you need to be thrown in prison for your actions, for being... For the, for the crime of being sick in public, which is not a crime, but it is in violation of the health guidelines. Incidentally. 
So your face will be plastered up there like a fugitive if you decide to escape <laughs> the protective quarantine facility. Okay, you're keeping up at home. This is how it works. See, look, I, I've done some creative writing. I know how to spin things too, sweetheart. You're not the only ones with the skills out there. Now, major police checkpoints have been set up around Howard Springs for the past several hours. As you can see in these pictures, they've been conducted. Now, Insignificant Rube sent this to me, and he's in the chat. How are you going, sir? Tip of the hat to you. Dear, very, like, long-term listener to the show now. Insignificant Rube was the first one of you YouTube people who would watch. He would be the only person in the chat. Do you remember those days? Now there's 20. <laughs> now there's 20 other people. Ooh. But but our YouTube audience has expanded 20 times. I mean, that's that's nothing to sniff at. 20 times bigger than it used to be. So back then, Insignificant Rube was the only guy in the YouTube chat who got pissy at me because I took the YouTube chat off the main screen. So it would just be the DLive chat that you would see flash up on the screen. And he said, what? Hang on, hey, hey, Books, how come you're not doing the fucking YouTube chat on the screen? And I'm like, well, because, you know, you're the only fucking guy there. Nobody cares. <laughs> and he'd be, he would donate to the show, and I demand that you put the fucking YouTube chat up on the screen. And I'm like, fine, for this one fucking guy. Insignificant route. <laughs> Now, I can't remember why I brought up in Insignificant Rube. So now I'm casually scrolling up the chat. Oh, that's right. So Insignificant Rube actually sent the clip of the roadblock to me the other day. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to put my hand on my heart and say I, I looked at it for like two seconds and I thought, fake and gay. I legit thought I legit thought fake and gay. It's it's something else that somebody is trying to you know quote unquote to use Hillary's words. Someone's trying to weaponize some other footage to get a fucking tweet going or something. I thought nah, fake and gay. It's not happening. Little did I know, it was. It not only was it happening, it was happening in full glory, in full view of everybody. The news clips were fucking real. Police checkpoints have been set up around Howard Springs for the past several hours. As you can see in these pictures, they've been conducting thorough searches in car boots, checking vehicle registration. I mean, they wouldn't put... They wouldn't put this much effort into catching someone suspected of a murder. Hey, we've got a guy on the run. We think he may have shot someone. What should we do? Should we put roadblocks on every on every fucking street in the area? No, don't be ridiculous. But we've got five sick people running around. Again, yet another I present to you exhibit B. Medical guidelines trump common law. And people say, oh, but that's ridiculous. There's, they, they'll, the politicians will openly say to you, there's nothing in the law that states X, Y, and Z. No, no, no. But the law is you must follow the health guidelines. So you can put whatever you want into the health guidelines 
because technically the law that's being followed is, you know, whatever it is, section A1B-fucking-C of the Health and Fucking Safety Act, yada, 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 they'll say, no, 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 the health guidelines are not law, but it's against the law to not follow the health guidelines. Do you see how this works? Do you, are, are, you, are you picking up what I'm putting down? This is how they will fuck you. This is how they will screw you. This is what happens. They, they will nuance their way into power. They, they will kill you with semantics. No, no, no. The health guidelines are not law. That is true. However, it's against the law to not follow the health guidelines. That's the situation. That's how you end up with this. That's how you end up with these things here. Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Curb shifter tipped $5. Thank you, sir. 07. Thank you. 07 to you, sir, sir. Curb shifter, ladies and gentlemen. Does curb shifter means you shift gears when you're hitting the curb in your car? Is that what it means? I think it is. So this is how you get these situations. Medical guidelines trumping common law. Cars and buses alike. But in the last half an hour, what we understand is they've actually been dismantled. Exactly why that hasn't been confirmed. Hopefully good news. We're also not sure yet who these people are connected with, whether it's... Now, wouldn't it be a good time to have access to, say, an app like Clearview AI, for example? Long-time listeners to the show will get the punchline already. <laughs> yes, Clearview AI, the app which uh, around 50,000 law enforcement agencies in North America, Mexico, United States, Canada, right? Around this time last year, around 50,000 law enforcement agencies were using this app which can take a picture of anyone on the street and within fractions of a second comb and sweep the internet for any related material based entirely off the picture that they took of you on the street. Next thing you know, they bring up everything, your Facebook profile, your LinkedIn profiles, um, anything that you have ever had on the internet will be instantly available to them as well as your friends lists and the lists of your friends' friends and the groups you follow and everything. No more warrants, no more sifting through people's trash. Now you just walk past the camera and the AI does the rest. So when we hear things like, we're not yet sure who these people are connected to, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Who is, who's their family? Where have they been? What stores have they gone into? What time did they get on the bus? So they left home at 9 o'clock. That means there's 13 people who are on the bus with them. Okay, we need all of their details. Where have they been? Okay, and now we need all of the details of all of the people that they've been with. Hey, look at that. What do you know? We've reported 25 cases today. Next thing you know, the Omicron variant is dominating the world yet again. 
for repatriation flight, all those Aboriginal community members who have been staying here. Premier 17 in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone say hello to Premier 17. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, mate. One of our old Rust friendos. Are we reviewing the movie Minority Report? Time to make a few eyes, uh, fake eyes business. <laughs> Welcome back, you, Mr. Yamamoto. <laughs> Minority Report, great fucking movie. One of the best. Following the Catherine Cluster, Davina, what we do know... And I don't, that- and I don't even care. I'm going to say it proudly. I love Tom Cruise. He's probably... He's probably my favourite male actor, and I'm not even going to lie. It would be between Tom Cruise and Robert Downey Jr., I think, would be my favourite male actor, one or the other, followed very, very closely by Brad Pitt, which I also adore. But everything Tom Cruise has ever been in is generally good. And you can make fun of his Scientology, which I would do myself... (laughs) And the whole Katie Holmes thing and the fact that he's a little weirdo, right? Of course, he's a short little weirdo. I I get all that. But everything he's in is fucking good. Piss on all who disagree. Piss on all who disagree. Nah. Uh, Foggy in the chat, no respect for Harrison Ford or Jack Nicholson. How dare you, sir? They're okay, but they're before my era, you know. So if I imagine, Foggy, you're younger than me, so you must be a bit of an ironic retro nut. (laughs) Eddie Murphy, but Eddie Murphy's more of a comedian. Daniel Day-Lewis, I never understood the fascination with Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm sorry. I never got it. I never figured it out. Why does everyone why does everyone pretend like he's the greatest fucking actor who's ever lived? What makes him so good? I don't understand. He he was in good roles that were written well. Cocktail was a fucking Jenny B is tr- Jenny B is in the chat trying to say that Cocktail was a bad movie. Can somebody please ban Benny G from uh Benny G. <laughs> Benny G? <laughs> Jenny B. <laughs> Benny G. Okay, so from now on, Jenny B has to be referred to as Benny G, okay? (laughs) How dare you? I'm not even joking when I say this, Jenny B, Benny G. I'm not even joking when I say this. If my brother-in-law heard you say that, Cocktail is my... I know this for a fact. Cocktail is my brother-in-law's favourite fucking movie. (laughs) Like, unironically. He knows every line. He's watched it a million times. Cocktail. Ah. What's his name? What's the name of, not Tom Cruise, but Tom Cruise's mate, the Aussie guy. And he's got all these little, he's got all these little rules for life. It's a fucking great movie. He's he's an Australian guy. Brian Brown is his real name. Cocktail movie, but I'm trying to figure out what was the name, what was the name of uh, Brian Brown's fucking character in Cocktail? Please help me out, chat. Let me know. Benny G, do you know? You seem to know everything there is to know about Cocktail. What's the name of Brian Brown's character? No, Goose was... <laughs> Mike in the chats say Goose. Goose was Top Gun, you idiot. <laughs> Goose. <laughs> Top Gun and Days of Thunder. I don't know which one I like better. Yeah, his Tropic Thunder was a sneaky one, wasn't it? It showed he's got range. 
Come on. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. You guys suck. I have to do all the work. Doug Coglin, that's it. Doug Coglin, Coglin's Law. All right, so now you're going to get some Coglin's Law here. All righty. Why not? It's Friday. You got fuck all to do. For all those, especially Benny G., who would say that Cocktail is a terrible movie, I present you this. Bars closed, pal. Bars closed, pal. See, this was around the time there was a short fascination with Australians and Australians acting in American movies after Crocodile Dundee. This is one of those ones that came out after Crocodile Dundee. They decided we need an Australian. Fire is raging deep inside, and my heartstrings are pulling like the tide. The match that drew a spark was a single stolen kiss. And if that ain't love, I don't know what is. Because back in the late 80s slash early 90s, if you wanted to portray a drunk who works at a bar, you only got an Australian. For years I've kept my feelings grounded. Okay, let's have a look here. So Brian Brown, famous Australian actor, in an American movie with Tom Cruise, he's about to give him some life What's advice. The What's the matter, mate? Find a hair in your quiche. <laughs> What's the matter? Did you find a hair in your quiche? I mean, see, that's that's gold writing, isn't it? He said funny words with a funny accent. He said hair in your quiche, mate. What's the matter? Find a hair in your quiche? <laughs> no, I'm looking for a job. I see. You want to put a hair in somebody else's quiche? <laughs> Just get canned? I'm looking. Looking for something better. Coglin's Law. Anything else is always something better. See, little little pearls of wisdom in cocktail. Cocktail, if you, like I said, my brother-in-law fucking lives by this movie. This movie is his personal fucking code for living. That's how much he cares about. Coglin's Law, everything, anything else is always something better. <laughs> right? He lives his life by Coglin's Law, and I'm not, I'm not fucking, if I could, if I could, if I could convince you that I'm not joking, I would. You've just got to take my word for it. <laughs> I swear to God, he lives his life by these rules. <laughs> Goggler's Law. Something else is always something better. No, I'm looking for a job. I see. You want to put a hair in somebody else's quiche? Just get canned? I'm looking. 
looking for something better. Coglin's Law. Anything else is always something better. Coglin's Law? Douglas Coglin. Logical negatives. <laughs> Flourished in the last part of the 20th century. Propounded a set of laws that the world generally ignored. <laughs> to its detriment. Me. Ever work behind the bar? My uncle's in the business. You know how to make a red eye, Mr... What's your name? Brian Flanagan. No, I'm... Sorry, I haven't had the pleasure as yet. What about a vodka martini with a perno float? I'm a fast learner. To throw a 400-pound psychopath out of a bar? Guess I could if I had to. What about a 100-pound ballerina that's been speeding for three days? Just open the door and let her pirouette out in the street? Well, these are just some of the tasks you'll be asked oh. to perform, young Flanagan. Fuck it. I've never understood the egg, drinking eggs. No. If you if you think if you feel good when you drink an egg, why not just cut out the middleman and suck a dick? Because if I if I think of consuming raw egg, I think that's as close in the animal world we have to the texture of human cum that I can imagine. <laughs> it's raw egg. <laughs> but just cut it. I know what you're doing. You're swallowing warm loads out of a milk jar, uh, out of a milk glass. That ain't one of Coglin's laws. I'll have you know. Just in case you're curious. This is the Upper East Side, the saloon capital of the world, the big time. Are you ready for the big time, young Mr. Flanagan? Young Mr. Flanagan. Downs I think it. I can handle it. What? Downs it. Uh, another one of Coglin's law is, and the most famous Coglin's law, ladies and gentlemen, is. Beer is strictly a morning beverage. <laughs> so this is what happened when you got Australians into Hollywood in the 80s. They got pissed. The Australians were invited into Hollywood in the late 80s and the early 90s. They got drunk, fucked around for a couple of years, and then all went home. <laughs> we are the perfect ally. We take no money from you. We join in every fucking fight you start at the bar like an annoying friend that you do. America for us is the annoying friend you go to the bar with and every Saturday night he's always trying to fucking pick a fight with somebody. And you're like, America, chill the fuck out, man. We're just trying to have a good time. No, that guy was looking at me funny. Fuck him. Oh. America, he wasn't looking at you funny, okay? It's just, he's just Arabic, man, okay? No, fuck him, bro. Fuck him and his fucking camels. Fuck him. No, man, please. You're going to get us kicked out of every bar. No, I'm sorry, that's Israel. But you're acting a lot like them. I mean, you know. You're picking fights with the same guy Israel was picking fights with last week. Chill out, America, for fuck's sake. So in the late 80s, early 90s, we're the perfect ally. Australia was invited into Hollywood. Couple of years of partying. Hey, everyone loves Australia. And then it was like, all right, we're going home. See ya. And America was like, oh, see ya. Whatever. Great stuff. Speaking of Hollywood. Now let's get to this. Let's get to this. Because you know, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you what, which way do you want to go for? You know, here on this show, we promote gun safety. And by gun safety, I mean banning all guns. The 
the only way we're going to keep everybody safe is if we ban people who follow rules from having guns. Yep. You see, you see, because if we make a law, then all the people who follow laws will follow the law. So if we make a law that bans all the guns, then all the law followers who don't kill people will have to hand in their guns, and then we won't have any more people getting shot by guns. Uh, Yay! (laughs) It's so simple. Why didn't we think of this before? It makes perfect sense, does it not? So which way do you want to go with this? Because we care about gun safety and we care about Alec Baldwin. We care about him and his feelings and what he's probably going through right now. It's a very emotional time for Alec. Speaking I mean, we were talking about the PR firms earlier. Wait until we get into this fucking clip. Let me tell you about PR firms. (laughs) But we can start this however way you want. Now, we can start with a little snippet of the ABC interview. or, Or I've got a tasty little one here for you. We have a gun expert on CNN talking about the Alec Baldwin situation, which is... Interesting. So which way do you want to start? Do you want to start with the ABC interview clips or do you want to start with the gun expert on CNN talking about the validity of Alec Baldwin's assessment that he didn't pull the trigger? Which one do you want to see? Press one in the chat for ABC, press two in the chat for CNN. And I'll have a sip of wine. G. Benny G is in the chat. <laughs> Benny G is in the chat. <laughs> Benny G. Ladies and gentlemen, Benny Goodman joining us all the way from the 40s. Oh, it's close. Two, two, two. Ooh. I think the twos, I think the twos are probably gonna have it. We're going to do both of them, but it's which one do you want to do first? Okay, the twos have it. The twos are over the line. Let's have a look at this. Now, this may surprise you. I'm going to ask you another one or two here. Press one in the chat if you think the gun expert is going to run cover for Alec Baldwin. Press two in the chat if you think the gun expert on CNN is going to throw Alec Baldwin, you know, into the fucking lion pit. Which one do you think he's going to do? Press one in the chat. The gun expert on CNN is going to defend Alec Baldwin. Two in the chat. The gun expert on CNN is going to impugn Alec Baldwin. Which one do you think is going to happen? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Okay, it's mostly ones. Most people think the gun expert on CNN is going to defend Alec Baldwin, and I would have thought the same. But here's the thing, right? Here's the kicker. I've got a feeling that the gun expert community is one community that does not tolerate fake experts, right? 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 Think about it. You can't ever be called a gun expert again if you were to openly lie about guns going off on their own, okay? You couldn't you would, your career as a gun expert would be over because there are so many fucking gun experts in America. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Wherever there's one expert in the states, 
if you cut him down, there's going to be 10 that grow in his place. So, for those of you who think he's going to defend Alec Baldwin, have a little fucking look at this. Joining me now is Steve Wolf, a special effects coordinator and theatrical firearms safety expert with more than 30 years now, of experience. Now, he does look like one of the infected people from I Am Legend, that Will Smith movie. He does. I'm sorry. In fact, let me see if I can bring one up. Here we go. Look at this. Look at this. The resemblance is uncanny, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Number one and number two. Number one number two. Yes, and of course, it was picked up in the chat. Yet again, bold frame glasses. Every single time. Number one. Number two. Number one. Number two. Okay, so we acknowledge that he does look like the chief zombie in I Am Legend, okay? Which, you know what? And people hack a lot. We're going to take a little sidetrack here. People hack a lot of shit on Will Smith, and I understand why people hack a lot of shit on Will Smith, but I'm old enough to grow. I'm one of the ones who grew up with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, so I'll always like him. I'm sorry. I know he's weird, and I know everyone hates him now, but I'm one of the people who will always like Will Smith because I remember Will Smith when I was a kid. Me and Greeno would watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We would sing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air song for fun. So we grew up on that shit. And yes, I brought I bought Will Smith's rap album, the one with Miami on it, and I used to play Miami loud as fuck in my little Nissan Exa Turbo when I was 18. Party in the city when the heat is on, all night on the beach till the break of dawn, I'm going to Miami. And then some Spanish words. Miami, Miami. I don't know. I don't do, we don't have Mexicans here. I don't know Spanish. <laughs> right? I had them all. But I Am Legend is a really good movie. I really liked it the first time I watched it. But now I can't watch it again. You know why? Because I can't... I, I'm being 100% honest with you. This is full open open book boogie here. Every time his dog dies, it makes me sad. So his dog gets bitten by a zombie dog defending him. Saves his life. And he has, he has this, like, experimental fucking vaccine. We're back on vaccines again. He has an experimental vaccine. He doesn't think it's going to work. It's never worked before. But he, he one last shot, he tries to save his dog. And as he's holding the dog, he's singing Bob Marley to it. Every little thing is going to be all right. Right? And then the dog turns in his arms and starts trying to snap at him. And he strangles it with his own bare hands. And he's been alone on Earth, as far as he's concerned, for like the last four years. And the dog, his, the, the reason he had the dog is his daughter handed him the dog just as the daughter's helicopter took off and then it was blown up in front of his own eyes. 
So ever si- I, I could only watch that movie from start to finish once. And ever since then, when I get to the dog part, it, I, like I've watched it since, but not from start to finish. When I get to the dog part, I fast forward it because <laughs> I don't want to see that dog die again and again and again. Time is a flat circle. Anyway, so there you have it. So I don't hate Will Smith. And I actually think the Will Smith version of Suicide Squad was... The first one was way better than the second one. The second one was fucking stupid. Fucking stupid. The first Suicide Squad was way better. I'm not saying it was good, but it was way better than the re the rebranded one that they did. Smith's character was better in the first one than the black guy character in the second one. I think was Idris Elba. I think... That was just my personal view anyway. Both of both of them sucked, don't get me wrong. DC sucks. DC sucks. I like Marvel stuff. So. Anyway, where the fuck were we? Oh, that's right. So the head of the zombie uh, cult in New York, ladies and gentlemen, is now a gun expert on CNN, and he's going to either defend Alec Baldwin or throw him on the mercy of the court. In regards to Alec Baldwin's opinion (laughs) that the gun went off in his hand and he didn't pull the trigger. Joining me now is Steve Wolf, a special effects coordinator and theatrical firearm safety expert with more than 30 (laughs) years. Foggy in the chat. This expert kind of looks like the zombies in I Am Legend. (laughs) You think so? Really? Do you think so? Look at this. Number one and number two. Number one. Number two. Number one. Number two. Years of experience. And Steve, we want to ask some very specific questions about the gun. But first, I just want your human reaction to Alec Baldwin saying, that's a stupid question. I want your human reaction to something. Well, what other reaction would I do? <laughs> Journalists say the darndest things. What other reaction would I get? Do Do you want a dog reaction? Maybe you want a kangaroo's reaction to what Alec Baldwin said. Can we get your human reaction to what Alec Baldwin said this week? Oh, that's a shame. I was going to do one of the aliens from Star Trek. I was going to give you the R2-D2 reaction. (laughs) Do I have to give a human reaction? God damn it. I'm LARPing as a dolphin. I'm a gender-neutral rubber ducky dolphin now. And he felt zero guilt for what happened. Uh, Not uh, really unconscionable. Unconscionable. Were, you know, there was enough blame to go around that Alec certainly knows that he has partial responsibility in this. Partial responsibility? And yes, I was one of the people who somebody said, oh, look, it was an accident. I'm like, no, 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 you always check the chamber. <laughs> See, isn't it funny the people who are all about gun control themselves do not understand the first thing about gun safety, do they? They don't. Like, if you say to someone who's all about gun control, here's a fun little here's a fun little thing that you can do at home, right? Here's some homework for you. 
I want you to ask one of your friends. This is not going to be confrontational. Don't worry. I want you to ask one of your friends who's in favor of like radical gun control. Ask them, what do you know? Like in a nice way, ask them, how much do you know about gun safety? Okay. And you watch, they will spit out reams and reams and reams of like statistics. They know statistics, right? Because they've been pre-programmed with that firmware. So they'll spit out the statistics. Well, 72% of murders and, you know, guns, illegal guns. So they've got all the statistics. But that's when you need to say to them, no, no, no. What I mean is, what do you know about gun safety? Because anyone who's a firearm owner will tell you one of the first things you learn in gun safety is what? Check the fucking chamber. It is it is literally the first thing. Make sure the chamber is clear. Make sure the chamber is clear. Take out the take out the mag. Make sure the chamber is clear. Okay, leave it open. All right, you can see. Look, look down the barrel and look in the chamber. Is it clear? Yes, it's clear. Okay, we're good. First thing you do. So these people who are all about gun safety don't actually know anything about gun safety. What they know is the pamphlet statistics that they've been programmed to say that they've been programmed to respond with when asked about gun safety, but they don't actually know logistically, physically, anything about gun safety whatsoever. No, no, you don't look down the barrel from the front, Lou, you idiot. <laughs> Lou, Igno, Lou Frigno, we don't look down the barrel. No, 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 you open the chamber, right? And if you've got like a sliding barrel, you open it so you can see down the barrel like while you're looking at the back of the gun, mate. You don't look down the barrel from the front. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> Fucking idiot. There's a great clip, actually, of uh, the Top Gear guys. One of the old adventures that the Top Gear guys go on. And um, James May was always my favourite guy out of Top Gear. You know, the, the nerdy one? So... <laughs> So they've got this old, like, I think it's like an old kind of long barrel, double barrel shotgun, like a pheasant gun, you know what I mean? So they're in there and they're looking at this pheasant gun and they're, oh, okay. And they hand it to James May and he just immediately flips the gun around and look like points the barrel directly in his own face to look down the barrel. And that little James Hammond guy like just slaps it out of his hand and goes, whoa! Wake up, honey, I made you breakfast. Because he's just such a fucking nerd. That's the nerd thing to do the first time they hold a rifle, is to look directly, because they want to see where it's coming out of. <laughs> oh, I wonder, is this where the bullets come out of? That's amazing. <laughs> Henry in the chat. Okay, Alec, first day of gun safety. Look down the barrel. Good, good. Hey, keep your finger on that trigger. <laughs> So that's what I was talking about. You open it up and then you can see down. You can on my Colt anyway. <laughs> you look down look down the barrel from the back and make sure it's all clear in there. We're good to go. Gun expert on CNN, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if he, he's not the one who brought live ammo on the set, he is the one who pointed the gun at her and he is the one who pressed the trigger. 
trap. He just he just fucking did him in. And look at the face of the host on CNN. Now I wonder if the host on CNN thought that this guy was going to defend Alec Baldwin because he does not look happy. Does he? <laughs> look at that face. He, the host of CNN, just heard in his earpiece the producer say, "Holy shit, he's not defending him." <laughs> Don't it He really thought this guy was going to come in and say, no, it's totally possible for Alec Baldwin to hold a gun that just decides to go off on its own. <laughs> like, he really thought that was going to happen. No, no. <laughs> Let's carry on, shall we? We're 36 seconds in and the gun expert has already broken the CNN host's heart here. Uh, and I can't imagine being in that position and not, feeling some sense of guilt and remorse and and his trying to steer the conversation to oh. you know, where did the ammo oh. come from oh you know it's not that's not his job he was asked you know what's the actor's job well the actor's not job is not to try to determine what the direction of the investigation is by telling people this is the one thing i want you to focus on oh. ladies and gentlemen now this is where the fun part starts because now we have to figure out did cnn do this on purpose or not did they did they not do their backstory or or has the media decided now no alec is done have they have 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 has the machine has the big machine of corporate media and Hollywood, are we seeing the beginnings of them giving Alec Baldwin the Cuomo treatment? Maybe. Maybe. Yes, exactly. Minister of Fun in the chat. Maybe Alec has outlived his usefulness. Trump's not president anymore. Alec... He Alex is wondering why SNL isn't calling him. Alec Baldwin is sitting down with his wife, talking to her. Well, talking at her. He doesn't let her speak very often. <laughs> so he's talking at her and he's saying, Hilaria. Or something like that. He's saying, Esse, why don't they call me anymore? Mama Sita, my Mama Sita, why aren't they calling me? She says, honey, Trump's not president anymore. They have no use for you. It's nine in the city, and I'm on my way back home. I'm on my favorite ditty, swinging like Natalie for living but only for the living not the dead people who work on movies Mr Baldwin let's have a look you know there were many factors and he was partially responsible 
partially. So the gun. And this is one of the big headlines from this interview. Alec Baldwin made the claim that he never pulled. I just wanted, I just want you to really enjoy this moment where the CNN expert completely, where the CNN expert that CNN brought on completely eviscerates Alec Baldwin and basically, basically makes him guilty of murder. <laughs> okay. Or at least manslaughter. I'm going to, I want you to kick back and enjoy this moment where the CNN fucking gun safety expert basically says that Alec Baldwin is guilty of manslaughter on CNN. Look at the host's face. He hates it. He can't handle it. It's traumatic for him. You just fucking sit back and enjoy this. I'm going to kick this off again. Fucking take it away. The trigger that what he did was he pulled the hammer back and then released it. Explain okay, well, to us exactly what happened. Okay, explain that. to me what he's claiming and how plausible that is. Okay, so not plausible. On a single action revolver, when you pull the hammer back, which is an intentional act, click, 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 click. <laughs> now the hammer is set. When you pull the hammer back and let go, as you can see, I'm not holding this. No, I'm not holding You know, the hammer doesn't go anywhere. When you press the trigger, which is, I'm going to do it with this finger so you can see what a minute act that is. <laughs> it's very little to press the trigger there. So. One more. This little part here is just, this is the kill shot. Released it. Explain okay, well, to us exactly what happened. Okay, explain that. to me what he's claiming and how plausible that is. Okay, so. Not plausible. On a single action revolver. Not plausible. Not plausible means did not fucking happen, by the way. Like, not even, it's not even possible. It's not plausible. Something needs to be plausible before it's possible. So it's not that it's not even possible. It's not even, it's not even plausibly possible. <laughs> it's not even plausible. Your premise makes no sense. You may have said a fucking sugar dust fairy shot the person with a magic bullet. It's the same level of intelligence required. <laughs> End times with a diamond. We Americans wish you had guns too, brother. We have guns. Why does everyone keep saying that? I, per I personally have fucking targets in my wardrobe from my last shoots, which were a while ago now because of COVID. We have guns. <laughs> if you drive around in the bush, if you drive around the outback, you see road signs with bullet holes in them. There is a huge gun culture in Australia. Why do, why do all of these Americans think we don't have guns here? Where did that come from? I know where it came from. Don't get me wrong. I'm being facetious because I myself was an NRA member a couple of years ago, believe it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> but I did that to troll somebody. But I got my NRA membership and I got a free camo bag out of it, which I used as my work bag for the next couple of years. True fucking story. But no, of course we have guns here. They, after the gun buyback, the quote-unquote buyback... There were more guns in Australia. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the Diamond, why did you give up your guns, you cuck? I didn't! I still have them! <laughs> I am a totally legal, uh, you know, registered firearms owner. I'm a member of a shooting club and a firearm owner, and, you know, 
a sporting shooting club. So I don't know where this talk keeps coming from. <laughs> it always makes me laugh, though. Honestly, it does. It always makes me laugh because I always do, you know, the stereotypical kind of character, the American character that I do. Like, this never would have happened if you didn't give up your guns, you shovel bitch. <laughs> so it's worth it. It's worth it every time someone says to me, how come you gave up your guns? It's worth it just for me to do that voice. <laughs> I love it. You shouldn't have given your guns away, you shovel bitch. <laughs> End times, don't give out too much info. They might find you. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing they want. Uh, they got nothing I want. All right, let's get back to our gun expert here. Who, by the way, was throwing Alec Baldwin under the bus in case you missed it. I want you to focus on, you know, there were many factors and he was partially responsible. So the gun. And this is one of the big headlines from this interview. Alec Baldwin made the claim that he never... Carl Undergaard says, ha ha ha, I've never heard an Australian's American accent. No, that's just one of my American accents. That American accent is the American accent strictly reserved for the why did you give your guns up guy. Which whenever someone says, why did you give up your guns, I always turn into that guy. Why did you give up your guns, you shama bitch? But that's only one guy. It's only one character. Minister of Fun, give me the diamond. Australia is failing because of you. It's all my fault. DS Moose, so Boogie owns all the guns in Australia? No, at the time, I worked with a guy once who was driving a garbage truck during the gun buyback. He drove a garbage truck, like, full of guns, basically, and gun parts. They, I think they were broken down. And he drove them under police escort, like out into the middle of fucking nowhere, basically. And they buried them all in a big hole. And he had to sign, like, he didn't tell me where it was. He basically had to sign things to say that he'll never reveal the location and all this kind of shit. Like, it was full on. So out there, but you have to understand, what you have to understand is Australia is so fucking big that you could look for your whole life and you will never find, you know, where all the guns were buried. <laughs> it'd be it would be some kind of facility with security and shit there or they melted it down by now or something but at the time he had to drive it out into the middle of nowhere and dump like all the it was the fully automatic rifles and stuff so you can still own rifles you can still own shotguns you can still own pistols etc etc if you live on property um the gun laws are much more relaxed if you live on a property so you know you're for example, like you don't have to keep it in a safe or something because you need to be able to grab it in case you know pests get into the property and all that kind of shit. So it's not as bad. It's definitely um, look. The gun laws are very in this country. They're very silly in many ways. In that you know, for for some reason, one type of gun will be um, you know banned and another one won't, and it's all kind of convoluted because this is what happens when people make laws about things that they don't understand. Which I, which I understand, you know. I, not that I understand the laws, but I mean, this is what happens when people make laws for things they don't understand. So you'll have all kinds of regulations for whether a shotgun can have four shells or five or, you know, how many, um, you know, 22 calibers you can have in a mag at any time. Stuff like weird things like that. But um, to say that it's like there's no guns here, that's it's just wrong. It's just plainly false. There's a lot of guns in Australia. And like I said, there's a big gun culture here. It's just that certain kinds 
after that shooting, they yep, they banned them. And I don't think it was the right call, but you know, that was I was eight years old when that happened. You know, I was a kid when that went down, so I don't really remember it. It's just you know that's what it's been since. But um, no, it's not the case where they came and took all the guns away. It's just plainly false. But it always makes me laugh when I hear it. Pulled the trigger. That what he did was he pulled the hammer back and then released it. Explain okay, well, to I'll us show you expl exactly what happened. Okay, with explain that. to me what he's claiming and how plausible that is. Okay, so not plausible on a single action revolver. Not when plausible. you pull the hammer back, which is an intentional act. Click, 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 click. Now the hammer is set. When you pull the hammer back and let go, as you can see, I'm not holding this. You know, the hammer doesn't go anywhere. When you press the trigger, which is, I'm gonna do it with this finger so you can see what a minute act that is. It takes very little to press the trigger there. So option one, you know, he pressed the trigger, but it was such a minor press that, that, it, that he wasn't aware that he had, you know, ordered that signal from his- I like revolvers. I've shot a few revolvers, but I hate loading them. <laughs> and I know you can get those little plastic clips to load the revolvers. My old man, before he died, he had a couple of revolvers. He had a fucking laser sight on one of his revolvers. He was a mad. <laughs> he taught me, he taught, my old man taught me how to shoot. You know, you got no guns. Well, I was taught how to shoot by my dad. So, you know, <laughs> it's kind of not true, but whatever. So, yeah, he had a laser sight on some fucking 45 caliber revolver that he had. He was a fucking lunatic. <laughs> what do you need that for? I've just got a little Colt. It's a nice little Colt. It's a 20, it's a 22. But I like a 22 because there's no exit wound. Just get up nice and close, pop. It's nice and clean, right? Don't have to clean up mountain rivers of, you know, blood or anything. <laughs> 20, a 45 or like a big caliber handgun is what, that's, you know, that's what a cowboy or that's what a cowboy uses or somebody that wants to make a scene. You want to make a scene. You want everyone to see how big your gun is. A 22 is what a professional uses. 22 is the professional's weapon of choice because it's it's compact, it's quiet, it doesn't leave a mess, and you can be in and out without anyone noticing you ever there. <laughs> so 22 is for pros, 45 is for shows. His brain. Or option B, he's holding the gun with the trigger depressed. Now, on this gun, it doesn't matter which order you go in. You can either cock the gun and you can fire it with the trigger, or you can press the gun, the trigger, and then cock the gun. And if you release it at this point, it falls and the gun fires. Again, this is this guy. This is this guy, this gun expert. Look at the face on the fucking host, ladies and gentlemen. Look at his face. <laughs> This is not turning out the way you thought it would, is it, <laughs> young man? He's got this guy, Brittany, and now he's got this guy on CNN. We've got a gun expert on CNN brandishing, and the, <laughs> and the host just has to go along with it, while the gun expert says, no, Alec Baldwin basically fucking murdered this person. <laughs>
Minister of Fun, that's the face of a man who has seen irrefutable truth. It's also, it's like he's just been told he's got fucking cancer. It could be the same feeling by the looking in those dead eyes there. Holy shit. Let's carry on. He's not done yet. He's not, he's not done destroying Alec Baldwin just yet. So if, as he is cross-drawing, his finger is on the trigger, which he may have interpreted as just resting on the trigger, but with a one millimeter pull, that would be sufficient. Now he pulls the hammer back and then releases it. He doesn't have to press the trigger again if he's already got pressure on it. So, the man who's all about gun safety Again, this is a fun little experiment. Try with your friends. The friends, the progressive friends of yours who are all about, we need more gun safety. Ask them a very simple question. What do you know about gun safety? Because, and they'll, they'll spit out all the statistics of all the, the deaths and, you know, deaths caused by firearms and stuff. They'll spit out statistics till the cows come home, but they can't tell you the first fucking thing about actual physical gun safety. Make sure the chamber is clear. Number Rule number one. <laughs> Don't ever point it at anyone. <laughs> Don't ever point it at anyone full stop. But if you must, make sure the chamber is clear. That's that's pretty fucking important. And that's gun safety. So he probably had poor trigger discipline. He probably had the trigger pulled. Because this guy is saying, in order for Alex's story to be true, that means that he had his... He didn't pull the trigger. He already had it pulled, you see. He, Alex said that he didn't pull the trigger. He said he pulled the hammer back and then let it go. Yes, but that happens when your finger is on the trigger. And that's what this guy is explaining here. No, no, no. If he had his hand on the trigger and it's only got a one millimeter of play, which is fucking nothing, that's a hair trigger. One millimeter is like, it's on or off. There's no free play in it, right? There's no point where you can kind of feel it just before it grips. There's none of that. It's just on or off. So he already had the trigger pulled and he's cocked the hammer and let the hammer go, probably acting like a fucking drunken idiot Hollywood cowboy. Look at me, I'm in my cowboy boots. Yeah. And then he shot some fucking chick. And then, by the way, we haven't even got to his interview yet. And then he throws everybody under the fucking bus, mind you. Everybody except himself. He is going down for this, and I reckon he knows it. And I reckon the lawyers got involved, they got in his ear, and they told him, here's what we need you to say. This is the perception that we need you to create, Alex. Alex, you're an Alec, you're an actor. Go out there and fucking act. I reckon that's what his very, very, very expensive lawyers are telling him. But we'll get to that. Let's carry on with the evisceration of Alec Baldwin's argument by this theatrical firearms expert on CNN. Gun, it doesn't matter so, which it's order so beautiful. you go in. You can either Everything about this is so fucking beautiful and serendipitous. It's amazing. Like I said, it's perfect to be living here in this time. Enjoy these moments. The gun and you can fire it with the trigger or you can press the gun, the trigger and then cock the gun. And if you release it at this point, it falls and the gun fires. So if as he is cross drawing, his finger is on the trigger, which he may have interpreted as just resting on the trigger, but with a one millimeter pull, that would be sufficient. Now he pulls the hammer back and then releases it. He doesn't have to press the trigger again if he's already got pressure on it. 
in order for the gun to fire. And I th- He has to go to jail, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because I've had people even try to use this line on me. People have tried to say to me, oh, it's not his fault because someone handed him the gun. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm sorry. Gun Safety 101. If someone hands you a gun, what's the first thing you do? Check the fucking chamber. Make sure there isn't a bullet in it. If someone hands you a gun, make sure you check the fucking... Don't assume that it's empty. Never fucking assume. Rule number one. Never fucking assume. Never. So no, 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 no. It's not an accident, okay? It's negligence. Understand the difference. The fucking simping for Alec Baldwin is disgusting. And if if it was an accident, then I would be the first to say, but on this occasion, I'm sorry, Alec, it is not. What physically happened, what ultimately happened was you pointed a gun at someone, released a hammer, the gun fired a bullet and killed a person. You are responsible and no one else. That's the way it works, sir. You fucking held it in your hands. You released the hammer. There was a bullet loaded in it. You didn't even check. And you shot someone. You are you are criminally responsible. Legally responsible. Because why? Why? Because anybody who isn't Alec fucking Baldwin would be. That's why. The I didn't know it was loaded defence is not a defence for anybody else, and it shouldn't be for you either. I think that's really a, a key point in this in this matter. Two two other possibilities that I have seen raised, and everyone who raises them say almost minuscule chance that Will it's that it could be. Number Will one, Chamberlain in the chat negligent homicide. If that's a if that's a fucking law, where where were they shooting? Where were they shooting? Was it New Mexico? might have been New Mexico. So it might be state laws. But I reckon, I I genuinely believe that Alec's lawyers have told him, Alec, there is a mountain of shit that is about to fall on you over this. All right, so there he is throwing him under the bus. Let's get to this then. Let's get to this. So I reckon they've told him, Alec, there's a mountain of shit that's about to fall on you. So here's the story we need you to come up with. Here's what we need you to say. And Alec, being the good student of human behavior that he is... Right, Alec being the good mimic that he is, being the good actor that he is, he assumes the role of victim like that. Like that. So let's have a look. Oh my god, it's muted. Well, it's probably practical, isn't it, really? All things considered. Right. It's still muted? Okay, that's weird. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Now, we've just seen the weird zombie man, the gun expert on CNN, say, no, 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 no. He says he didn't pull the trigger. Well, he can still shoot the gun if he pulled the hammer back and released it because he already had the trigger pulled. So let's see what he's got to say for himself. Loved by everyone who worked with and liked by everyone who worked with and admired. And you snuffed them out. Now, I saw Joy Reid during the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. 
that shit down. I saw Joy Reid during the Kyle Rittenhouse trial talk about Kyle Rittenhouse's fake tears and how it was theatrical. Well, here, ladies and gentlemen, we actually do have a master of theatre, not just a 17-year-old kid who worked at his family's tyre store. Here is actually a theatrical genius right in front of you. Let's rate his crime. How does he do? Is it an Oscar-winning performance? Let's find out. Why? (laughs) This point is worth mentioning. This point is worth mentioning. ABC is so fucking woke. (laughs) ABC is so fucking woke that in their... PR defensive Alec Baldwin that they're trotting out, they couldn't help but slip in. By the way, we've got a female cameraman or a camera person, as we like to call them. Look at this. We've got a female camera person and she's wearing a beanie like a vegan hippie. <laughs> they couldn't help themselves. Why does the cameraman matter? I have never seen a cameraman in any interview. Why am I seeing one now? It's because we care about diversity. Just letting you know, just letting you know during this Alec Baldwin, uh, you know, bearing his soul and crying about killing somebody interview, we also have female cameramen. (laughs) Oh, okay. Why else would they be showing it? Female camera person, exactly. To give Alec Baldwin flashbacks walking in the chat. (laughs) Just a lesson that I've learned. So, Alec, you'll notice that we have Stacy working the camera today. Uh, do you think she resembles the person you killed in cold blood? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, really, look at her, Alec. Don't you think she looks like her? Huh? Look at her. I mean, she's a dead ringer. I'm sorry. Did I say dead? Reminds me of that trash. <laughs> Even now, I find it hard to believe that. Yep. It just doesn't seem it doesn't seem real to me. No. You haven't said much in public since that tragic accident. Uh, psychopathic serial killers will often talk about how they felt like they were in a dream state when they were committing their offences. That is a very common thing to hear from like psychological profilers and stuff that they. They, they, they ascend into like a different level of consciousness within themselves. So some of them look, they can see themselves committing the murders, but they're not physically doing it in their mind, right? In their mind, they're watching themselves do it and they're getting off on it, but they're not actually doing it. So, you know, I totally understand where Alec is coming from here to say like, I can't believe it happened, you know. <laughs> I've heard that many times before. I have no idea. Someone put a live bullet in a gun. A bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. Someone put a live bullet in a gun. He's trying to turn it into a conspiracy. I, I jokingly said on Twitter a while ago, you watch, they'll make a movie out of this and Alec Baldwin will star as Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I'm not joking. Well, I, I was joking then, but I'm not joking now. 
someday they'll make a movie about this. And the movie will show like how the person who was shot grew up and how they always wanted to work in the movies and it'll be a tragedy. And then the shooting happens like halfway through the movie. And then the other half of the movie will be Alec Baldwin dealing with his demons and trying to make things right and becoming a hero for gun control. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's going to happen. They will make a movie out of this. And the prep work, the legwork is being done now. How do you respond to actors like George Clooney who say that every time they were handed a gun, they checked it themselves? Even George Clooney is throwing Alec Baldwin under the bus. How many people are picking up? How many people are picking up this little vibe here? Do you think it's press one in the chat if you think it's plausible? That Hollywood and the corporate media, the machine as we call it, press one in the chat if you think it's plausible that they have decided for whatever reason, now is the time, this is the event, we are going to cut Alec Baldwin loose. Press two in the chat if you think, nah, that's not what's happening. I want to see what you think. Kind of looks like he's getting Cuomo'd, doesn't Kind of looks like he's getting thrown out. He's getting thrown out of the club, doesn't it? Kind of looks like that. He's toast, Benny G. A lot of ones. If you're listening to the podcast, it's wall-to-wall ones, ladies and gentlemen. Your emotions are so clearly so right there on the surface. You felt- Yes, he's an actor. <laughs> Your emotions are so clearly there on the surface. Yes, that's what he does for a living, you idiot. Shock. You felt anger. You felt sadness. Do you feel guilt? You said you're not- a- And that's when he said, no, he doesn't feel guilt, by the way. Let's have a look at this one. Someone is responsible, but I know it's not me. So this is, this is the audacity. This is the chutzpah, ladies and gentlemen. The man who was handed the gun, who didn't check the chamber, who pointed it at somebody, the gun, quote unquote, went off, somebody equals dead. The person who held the gun in their hand has the fucking audacity in this gaslighted modern world where nobody can believe anything anymore because everything is either a truth, a half-truth, or a flat-out lie, and they're all so fucking similar. That we, they have us now judging... They have us now... They have us now doubting everything. Even what we see with our own eyes. And in this environment, this guy who over the last four years has ridden the Trump tidal wave to a second set of stardoms to a second career as big anti-Trump pro-gun guy. On The View, doing the tour, right? CNN, The View, ABC. And now they're going to cut him loose. Now they're going to let him go. He's got the fucking audacity to say, despite the fact that he was the one holding the firearm, it's not his fault. A defense, I will stress, would not work for anybody ever no one no one ever would be able to shoot somebody else and then claim it's not their fault no one sorry sorry you were handed the gun 
Why didn't you check the chamber? What do you know about gun safety? Hi, Alec. I noticed that you have been in the press a lot lately talking about gun safety. Do you know anything about gun safety yourself? Or Hi, Alec. I know you're really concerned about gun safety. What do you do if someone hands you a gun? Oh, obviously I write an article in the New York Times talking about murdered teenagers. No, no, that's not what you do, Alec. No, that's not the way it's supposed to go. No, no. What you're supposed to do is check the chamber, mate. Oh, really? I thought when someone handed me a gun, I'm supposed to throw it at the police and tell them that they're murdering black people. No, that's not what you do. That's not gun safety, Alec. That doesn't work. No, no, no. You've got to check the chamber. <laughs> it's actually a cylinder when you're dealing with a revolver. Okay. Whatever. Fuck revolvers. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you're not supposed to start a petition when someone hands you a gun. No, no. You're supposed to check the chamber. Make sure it's not live, mate. Did it fucking mute itself again? Jesus. Point a gun at anyone Listen on this. set, no matter Listen what. Listen to this. Unless the person is the cinematographer who's directing me at where to point the gun for her camera angle. Oh, it's the cinematographer's fault. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. The cinematographer told me to point the gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. It's not my fault. She made me do it. But you're Alec Baldwin. You're the boss. You're the guy. You're the man. You don't do anything you don't want to do, right? No, 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 no. The person told me to point it. So I, I've i never pointed a gun at anyone on a movie set unless I was told to. <laughs> <laughs> so you have. No, I never have unless I was told. Were you told? Yes. So you have. No, not unless I was told. See what he's doing here? This is the lawyers speaking, ladies and gentlemen. The lawyers have told Alec he's going with the scattergun approach. Pardon the pun, but he's going with the argumentative approach of walking into a room with an AK-47 and just spraying everyone with rhetorical bullets. That's his strategy. He is going to blame everyone except himself. So it was the cinematographer's fault for telling him to point the gun to get the shot. It was her fault. Who, who else's fault was it, Alex? person is the cinematographer. And, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to call him Alex Baldwin from now on because fuck it. Point the gun for her camera angle. That's exactly what happened. That day I did exactly what I've done every day of, uh, on that movie. Which is what? I was following orders. <laughs> <laughs> Henry say, Henry in the chat. Alec is saying she directed her own murder. <laughs> it was so it was suicide. It was assisted. Oh, mate. Henry, you may have just unearthed the ultimate strategy here. Now, I need somebody who's good with law to look up is assisted suicide legal in New Mexico? <laughs> were they in New Mexico or Arizona? Which one were they in? It was one of those two, wasn't it? Or oh, what, mate, wait, was it Nevada? Maybe they were in Nevada. It was Nevada, wasn't it? Yes, it was Nevada. Okay, so someone look up in Nevada. 
is assisted suicide legal in Nevada? Because that will be the Alec Baldwin defense. She told me to shoot her. Because <laughs> then we're going to start seeing the stories come out about how she was depressed and how she, you know, given up. And really, who are we to stand in the way of someone who wanted to go out Hollywood style? Assisted suicide. Is it in the same states? Yes, of course it is. What? Which is that there's an armorer there, and, and that word is new to me. What? In the years I've been in this What did you call it? It was a prop guy or woman. And the prop person would come and sometimes they would insist. The prop person. He's still being woke. Do you see that? He's. This is how much... Do you want to know how full of shit Alec Baldwin is? Do you want to know how much he's torn up over this and how much he cares about this and how sad and broken he is over this? I'll show you how sad and fucking broken Alec Baldwin is over this. He paused to mention prop guy or woman, prop person. He still had the social he still had the social conscience to not be sexist. That's how much he cares. You know what? This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It's the most emotional time in my life. You know, back then we'd call them a prop guy, but nowadays we call them a prop person because we're woke. And that matters. That's important. Not being a misogynist is important, isn't it, Alec? Prop guy or woman. And the prop person would prop come person. and sometimes they would insist on demonstrating for you and the camera crew. They take the gun. If it was a contemporary gun, they show you the chamber. They show you the clip. They say, the gun is cold. And and so they didn't do it this time, and you decided not to mention it. For whatever reason, that didn't happen this time. So, you again, he's such a fucking moron. He's such a fucking idiot. Listen to him. So he's saying for years and years and years, the prop guy would come over and demonstrate to everyone, hey, the gun is empty, the gun is empty. We all knew this. This is what I've been doing my whole career in this industry. The prop guy would show you that the gun was empty, but that didn't happen this time. Oh, and why didn't you say anything? Um. Huh. So, Alec, you actually witnessed a, an open violation of the safety rules on set, did you? Um. Huh. So, Alec, you've been in the movie business for 30 or 40 years, and your whole time during, you know, your whole time during your career in the movie business... Have you watched prop guys or prop people, as we like to call them now, because we're not misogynists? Have you watched prop people come out and show you that the gun is empty? Yes, I have. Definitely. That's what's been happening for the last 30 years. Great. Alec, did that happen this time? Uh, no, it didn't. Oh, okay. Why didn't you say anything? Um. Um. Oh, okay. Why did you, if you knew that the regular safety protocol, Mr. Mr. Baldwin, if you witnessed the regular safety protocol not being followed, why did you point the gun at them? Huh. I think lawyers are getting in Alex's ear 
And I think they're telling him there is a mountain of shit and he's trying to dig up, stupid. He's trying to dig up out of the mountain of shit. And it's collapsing down on top of him. Everything he says, he incriminates himself further. And you look at it and go, thank you. And in the 40 years... Sometimes that would happen. Not all the time. <laughs> Give me in the well, chat. He didn't witness the violations. The violations witnessed themselves. <laughs> no, no. Sometimes they wouldn't demonstrate to me. Some insisted on demonstrating. Oh, they would do the demonstration. For sometimes they didn't demonstrate. Oh, okay. So you just shot the gun anyway because you were told to. If Timmy told you to jump off a cliff, would you? <laughs> He's a child. He's a mental child. And now everyone can see it. For everybody there right before we rolled the camera or rehearsed. Then there were others who they didn't do that because I trusted them to do the job. I wonder if Stephen Baldwin and Billy Baldwin are sitting back going, finally. I wonder if the other Baldwin brothers are sitting back just watching this because I haven't seen them come out and make any statements, have you? I wonder if the other Baldwin brothers are sitting back going, now is my time. The world is going to need a new Baldwin. <laughs> I want to see Stephen Baldwin just replace Alec in all of... Like, can we Photoshop Stephen into all of Alec's roles? Let's cancel him retrospectively. Stephen Baldwin's been waiting a long fucking time for this day. Steve, help me, I'm drowning. Sorry, Alec. Stephen's time to shine. White flight in a chat. Stephen Baldwin never killed anybody. <laughs> He's the real Baldwin that we've been waiting for. Alec probably threatened to kill Stephen and Billy Baldwin when they were kids if they dared steal some of his limelight. I bet Alec always wanted the big solo in the Christmas pageant. I bet, I bet Alec always wanted to be homecoming king. And he wouldn't let Steve and Billy dress nicer than him. If Steve and Billy wanted to do a little performance for the aunts and uncles at Thanksgiving, Alec would push them out of the way and start doing show tunes. And now Stephen is getting his revenge. Now Stephen is watching Alec flip around on the boat like a fish out of water. Jumping from one faulty premise to the next as the lawyers begin writing checks months before the trial has even started. Stephen Baldwin is now ready to take his rightful place as the king of all the Baldwins. Job, believe me, I would do anything in my power. Yep. Even check the gun? <laughs> what about checking the gun before you point it at someone? Can you do that? That's in your power. That's the only thing in your power. I would do anything in my power to undo what was done. I don't know how that bullet arrived in that gun. I don't know. <laughs> it's a but mystery bullet. It's a, it's a JFK mystery bullet. I don't know how that bullet arrived in that gun. Well, then you probably shouldn't have pulled the fucking trigger, mate. <laughs> then you probably shouldn't have pointed it at someone, you fucking dolt. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. It's been a big show tonight. We've gone way over time. So stick around in about 20 minutes or so. I think everyone's favourite lover of French pussy will be on. Say hello. Say, say Boogie said hello been able to catch the Mershonator for quite some time. They say, hey, Mersh, Boog said hello. And then he'll ban you. <laughs> and then when I watch the replay later on, I'll laugh that you got banned from his chat for bringing me up. It'll be so worth it. 
So thank you for joining us. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight. Very generous. Don't forget to follow all of our friends. You know who they are. We mentioned them earlier. I'll be back next weekend with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Till then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. by the way Rice Man thank you for the diamond enjoyed the extended show thank you thank you Rice Man double four double three dlive.tv alright see you next week guys take it easy